Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep. Why you live alone and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did.
And well, that sucks. Oh, that's no, the camera should be on. Um, no, I turned off the auto on and off. So weird, folks. Fuckers, 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 fuckers. I'm so excited because um, it was just working. Yeah, it's not. It's not even turning on now. Hold on a second. I got nothing on the camera. Press it on what the fuck now after all of this shit okay seriously we finally have fiber but we don't we have a camera no internet problems. holy shit we're running at like a freaking ridiculous mick broke the camera frame rate mick broke the camera it's not even charging do you unplug oh, it, it got ha 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 mick unplugged the camera it, it, it doesn't work if it's not plugged in Especially if the battery completely dies. Too funny. All right. Now is it coming on? There we go. Look at that. Look at that picture. Oh my God. It's so amazing. And first off, um, I I just want to say thank you. Mick has a face for radio. To all of you because you guys have stuck in with us hung with it for the last like three weeks when we've had nonstop internet issues when <sighs> the modem shut down every 20 minutes i i okay i edited friday's podcast and if you guys don't know i abhor editing i hate editing that's why we went live because it's so easy i just like drop the file and stick the ad at the end in the beginning and and pop it in the processor and out it comes right oh i had to edit i had to take 45 minutes of dead air when the internet shut down out of the last podcast. And I wasn't able to get it up until this afternoon because every time I tried to load a 250 megabyte file, that bitch would be like, it would take an hour and then it would say upload failed. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me for two days? So finally this afternoon we got fiber and the file uploaded before I could even start typing the title. I yes. was so excited. It's so amazing. So thank y'all for sticking it out. Thank you for being here. Yes, it's amazing. Uh, we appreciate it. Either way, um, so we've fantastic. got we've got big news, but we also have our guest who's already here. Yeah. So we're gonna bring him in real quick, and then we're gonna jump into the big news um, because this affects us all. So yeah. uh, we got some great news. So, welcome, sir. Welcome, Shane from Inquiries of Our Reality. We're so happy to have you on here. How you doing? Hello. Uh -oh. Good. How's it going, guys? Oh, there you go. There you, there you go. go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're actually oh. running. Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> you. Yeah. Fantastic. Hopefully there are no problems today. Yeah. Uh, but real quick for everybody else, uh, we talked to Phil. Well, uh, hold on, hold on real quick. Shane, introduce yourself. Tell people yeah. where they can find you, um, you know, fi find your, your content and whatnot before we get rolling because we'll forget to do that later. So uh, I'm Shane from Increase of Our Reality. Where can they find um, you? I do multiple shows, I guess. So I'll just kind of think. Uh, Increase my reality. Um, that's available across all streaming platforms. Uh, I put everything under link trees. So, so LIN Increase of Our Reality podcast. I also do Bizarre Encounters with Ghosts from My Third Eye. Uh, also Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R-P. Period, E-E slash. I also do a thing called Open Minds Media with Kyle from uh, Big Dumb Inquiries. Or, yeah, Big Dumb Inquiries and from... Uh, podcast. Yep. Big dumb podcast. <laughs> uh, that one uh, is 
kind of like a community kind of setup. So if anybody wants to come check that one out, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash science underscore media. All right. Fantastic. And uh, he'll be on for the rest of the show. So you guys will be able to hear every, he's got questions for us apparently. Yeah. So we're going to get into some pretty deep shit, but before we get into that really quick, I, I know you guys have been asking and dying and waiting to hear some news. Um, I finally talked to James yesterday. James talked to Phil. Phil's doing a lot better. James from with people radio, Phil being Justin's dad. Yes. Um, he talked to him yesterday. Um, he's doing a lot better. Um, it, they apparently spoke, they went to lunch for like three hours. Um, it was apparently a very, very, very good, uh, thing, um, to the point where, uh, James gave me Phil's phone number. I've since texted Phil. I passed along my condolences. I'm just going to let it start by text. And if he calls, he calls. Um, but, uh, I'm not going to push anything, but right now, yesterday, James was given all of cannabis and combat. Hence the reason I've changed our logos in the pre-intro and stuff like that. And I will be changing them throughout. I will be mixing his logo somewhere in here um, because we are going to start that logo as a proper podcast channel. And we're going to bring in new podcasters. We're going to try and fill up a 24-hour day, basically, where you come get all your favorite shows. You're going to go to Cannabis and Combat. Any money that we raise from that stream or those channels will go back to the um, uh, Shepherd's Watch. Shepherd's Watch, the, uh, the child sex trafficking prevention organization that Justin was working directly with before he died. So we already have a uh, we already have a plan. Um, also, I want to put it out now because I know a bunch of you guys were calling me and uh, telling me that you want to be a silent investor. Now is the time that we need you. Um, we're we're going to build something together. James is going to talk to you. I'm going to get you all the specifics and the details, but please send me another email. Uh, I think I have most of them still. I put them in a yeah. separate folder. He's great with filing. But do me a favor, just for edification's sake, if you were one of the people that reached out to me about being a silent investor in serious CBD, please reach back out because we're going to give you kind of our lowdown on what we're planning um, and what we're thinking about doing. And, uh, but we wanted to run it by you because obviously we're going to be using your names and you're going to be investing in the company, in which case I want you all to have a, um, an equal share as to what we say goes on here. Um, this is, um, I, 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 I see this all as really, really good things. And um, this is awesome that Phil is moved the way he has. October 2nd will be the ride for Justin. So if you can make your way out uh, to Vegas. Vegas on October 2nd, we will get you more details um, as they become available as to where we're going to book hotel rooms and stuff like that. Right now, it will be a ride. We'll be stopping at a couple different bars, but one of the bars, we're, the last bar that we'll be stopping at, um, Phil will be there. And um, it is a 420 friendly bar. So we will do our annual tribute. Um, and um, we've got a lot, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm going to go out there about a week before and help James set it all up. So we're going to be off the air for about a week, but well, trust I me, might it's still be on because Mick's going to go out there, um, a week in advance, but I, I can't, we've, you know, we've got kids, we got and, kids and animals, two and animals. And, you know, so it's, it's hard to find someone to take over our lives for 10 days. So Mick's going to go out, um, and help 
James get everything set up a week before, and then I'll fly out to Vegas um, probably the Friday before the rides on Sunday, and then we'll come home on Monday. So I'll actually I'll probably keep the I'll keep the show going the week that you're in Vegas, and you know I'll send you links. You guys can pop in in the evening, or whatnot, um, and and we'll do it do it that way. But uh, you know, or so so far in. there's a lot of good information coming out. I'm really happy with uh, what I heard. Um, I'm really happy with uh, Phil. Phil is getting along a hell of a lot better. Uh, his back feels a lot better. Um, so he's through the roughest part of it, which was getting rid of the infection, which apparently he's gotten rid of the infection now. Um, and he's starting to talk to people again, which is outstanding. He, I sent a text message, uh, last night to him and, uh, he responded about four hours later. So, you know, um, like I said, I'm not pushing anything. I'm going to let him call me when he's ready to do it. And that'll be that. But right now everything is, is, is going great. It looks like we're going to have, um, a really good turnout and everything that James has set up so far for the ride. It sounds like it's gonna be a blast. So I'd hate to see it. If you guys don't make it, if you can't make it, yes, we are going, um, Liana asked us this morning about streaming it. Um, I'm going to have a GoPro on me. So we will stream the whole ride via GoPro and then with a hotspot. And then once we get there, I will, we'll switch over to the normal cameras for the end of the services. So, um, yep. we are going to, we're going to do is we're, we're doing the best we can to, to make this all work out exactly the way we envisioned it when we began this. Um, and, uh, I think Justin would be absolutely thrilled right now to find out that all of this is going on. And then uh, we'll be selling Justin uh, Memorial T-shirts at the ride and all proceeds from that will go to Shepherd's Watch. And then um, any any extra stock that they have, uh, cannabis and combat T-shirts, domestic terrorist T-shirts, et cetera, they're just actually going to give those away to the people that are, that are there. Um, so, yeah. So if you guys are looking for, still looking for, I know a lot of people still want the domestic terrorist T-shirts. Um, let me, you know, send me an email, hit me up on Telegram. Uh, whatever, wherever, and uh, let me know in advance and I'll see if I can snag some for you. So, so this is, uh, I, I think this is freaking outstanding. There's a lot of good news coming out and I'm really happy that Phil's doing a whole lot better and not only mentally, but also physically. Um, he seems to be coming around. So um, like I said, I'm not pushing it, but uh, that's all good, good signs, good yep. information. So anyway, I'm with the show. On with the show. True Spiracy number 27. Is it 27 again 27. or is it 28? That was 27 because we didn't do it last week because we were out of town. Okay. Remember, we were going to do it last week and we didn't get to it because we couldn't get the studio set up. and We gotcha. couldn't get the, anything to work at gotcha. the, uh, the hotel. So. All right. So this is 27. Yeah, so. this is 27. Uh, now. So. so anyway, so uh, so Shane, what, what started you down? What was, well, I should say, what was your red pill moment? What started you down this, this path of uh, trying to determine if we're, you know, living in the matrix or if this is actually a, a hell on earth? Um, so I guess starting back at like an early point, I've always kind of questioned things to begin with just from the time when I was a kid. Cause I used to do, uh, I used to realize what I was doing and then kind of like flash forward to a little bit more today um i started kind of getting into it more when i started realizing how i'm digging into like uh elite pedophiles things like that and then it all kind of just spread from there and then i guess like most people it took covid and then after that so it's kind of just started digging into shit and i've kind of went down a lot of different rabbit holes in that avenue <laughs> so uh, you um you came to us or you came to i guess vlin and 
chatted with her, um, you were more specifically looking at a, um, well, you, you, um, just, you had been on Justin's show or Justin had been on your show, right? Uh, just what's Justin, uh, cannabis in combat, Justin Anders. Was he on your show? Oh no, I haven't actually talked to him yet. No. Okay. No, he's the one that we were talking about that passed away that we're having his memorial. So, um, anyway, I, I, on so many people reached out to me after, um, after he died that it's, it kind of gets mixed up, you know? So, yeah. 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 So I'm getting a little bit of a lag on my end. So if I have a little bit of a delayed response, that's why. Yeah, no, we're, yeah we're, we're hearing well, I'm it I'm actually too. trying to fix that. I'm trying to figure out what's causing that. If it's on my end or on your end. I mean, it's kind of the same thing that was happening the other day, but not nearly as bad. But I freeze up for a second and then there's like a two second lag, but it's not nearly as bad as it was last time. It's there just, we go. Okay. I took the VPN off. So I'm just seeing if it's a, a connection issue. Unstable. How am I unstable? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not even losing anything over here off of. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Whoop. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, no, it's, it's running like it's supposed to. Yep. All right. Well, okay. is it a little better now? Yeah. Yeah. It was way better than the other day. Well, yeah. Well, I tell you, like I was saying, partly me too, but. I had all those extra Zoom files sitting there. <laughs> very true. Very true. So anyway, like we were saying, um, you you have some specific questions from what Velan told me about uh, things we've talked about in the past. What exactly, uh, what were your questions? Um, as far as like uh, everything going on, I was kind of just trying to get the story from the beginning. I kind of got a little bit from like linen stuff but when did it start happening like how did you figure out like who it was that was kind of channeling through you like they tell you directly um i got i got a lot start answering questions i'll probably have more questions <laughs> wow um really quick no uh i had absolutely i had no idea um i had no idea who it was i didn't even know what was happening uh i thought she was crazy I thought I was crazy. I thought that it was just all crazy. I had no idea what was going on. Like literally I'd black out and it's not odd for me to black out. I've had a head injury. When you have a severe head injury, 90% of your body tends to fucking continue to do the same shit it was doing after the head injury. So if you have episodes of epilepsy or you had episodes of blacking out, for instance, like I, I'm out like a light bulb out sometimes not even breathing Yeah, to where she's got to smack the shit out of me to get me to breathe again. Um, I had no idea what was going on. She was telling me about it. And when she was telling me about it, I was like, what are you, can you stop with the weed? Please just stop. <laughs> you are smoking some laced shit. You are not a part of this planet. You are talking about just crazy shit. Uh, this is inquiries of our reality, Leo. Yeah. This is Shane from inquiries of our reality. He's uh, another podcaster out there. Um, I'm just answering questions. I just saw it pop up. Yeah. The, um, but like, I had no idea. Like she was telling me that this was going on. She wrote it all down. She wrote, um, shit. She wrote it down in a book somewhere. Uh, the whole thing that happened the first night that this happened, like. Which was one year ago today. 
Was it? Yeah. Today? Today's yeah, September is. 4th. It is. It was one year ago today. Today's the one year anniversary of the first time that this happened. Yep. And then she found out who it was. Talk about weird timing. Right. Yes. Well, no. So when I told you the story, you told me it was Gabriel and I thought it was Michael. Well, the way you had said things, I thought it was Gabriel. Exactly. That's why I thought it was Gabriel. And then when I got the recording and I asked him, he told me that he was Gabriel. Um, and after that, it was, it opened up a lot of things. But he he came to me, he would, well, come into Mick. Um, and That uh, sounds really bad. I know, I don't know, how, I don't know how else to put it, but uh, he, he would basically take over Mick and um, Mick wouldn't remember anything, but he'd, he'd have conversations with me. And the, like the first time I didn't realize it until a little bit in. Um, and then the second time I was, I was really angry. And the third time was the one that I recorded. Um, and then, uh, but he came to me over a course of 40 days, pretty regularly, like twice a week, basically for 40 days. And then then I didn't see him again. And then he came to Mick for a while for 40 days. His 40 days started and he basically talked in your ear continuously. Wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's annoying as hell. Um, sorry. <laughs> and then we didn't hear from him for, for a good eight months. <laughs> no, not even. It was like, well, no, you didn't. I did. You didn't. I, yeah, I didn't. So, um, but it seems like things have changed recently specifically since really since they they sparked CERN up that's that was kind of all that was July 5th yeah and um, then all of a sudden he's been back and he won't shut up yeah and now he he comes and, and talks to me pretty regularly and it's changed so now when he comes sometimes Mick has some there's still a recollection of what yeah, he says but sometimes that's kind of and it's up to him yeah sometimes Gabriel doesn't want Mick to know what he's telling me and he won't Mick will have no recollection of it. And then other times, um, Mick will remember. And then sometimes he just talks through Mick. So like he'll tell Mick, it's like playing telephone. It's kind of crazy. And we still feel like psychos. So do you think that's, that's CERN yeah. itself? <laughs> do you think CERN itself has something to do with it? Because... He he said, according Talk to him... A weird Mandela, something that anybody else remembers or not. What was that? Oh, I was saying like a weird Mandela effect. I went back and I went there the other day and it didn't go an hour back. And I 100% remember that happening. So just another weird thing that's changed. Huh. What went an hour back? What, yeah, what went an hour back? Uh, Michigan. On the other side of Michigan. I always thought it was an hour back. And... Oh, the, where the oh the time I'm off central time, time like when you get by Highlands and everything on the other side yeah. of the state, yeah, like it moved back farther. And when I looked it up, it said that there was only four by central time, and that's been since 1976. And I remember 100 percent on the other side of the state it being an hour back. So just another that is that is very odd. I I, I have to, I have to I'll have to call my brother because he actually lives in Michigan and I yeah. can actually get an answer to that for you. I have no idea that that's a new one. I've never heard that one. That's a interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But our understanding of what CERN did was according to Gabriel. Well, it permanently split, split the timelines. 
permanently. They're no longer they're not no longer touching. They're completely in half. Now, does that according to Gabriel, everything I've heard from Gabriel, what man does on earth has no effect on them. For instance, COVID. Um, he could give a fuck less about COVID. I have not heard of any whenever we bring up COVID and we talk about COVID, we talk about how COVID's used. Um, he just that's a man made he says that's man made shit. It has nothing to do with him. He said he doesn't care. He said, uh, I mean, basically, he's like, I don't give a shit. He said, you're not going to die from that. That's all he's told me is I will not die from that. I was like, okay. I said, am I going to die from something? I mean, And I'm he a- said, eventually, everybody does. Yeah. And I said, well, I just kind of, I don't want to know my own fate, but if there is a fate, that'll be interesting to hear. And he said, well, wouldn't, you, wouldn't everybody like to know that? I said, well, absolutely. I said, shit isn't that the point of this? And he said, no, I said, okay, I tried to find out when I'm going to die. He won't tell me. So I was like, dude, come on, at least be cool about it. I think that's one of those answers. I wouldn't want to personally know. I don't know. I've been close so many times before that I, 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 I'm dying. I'm wondering, you know, has this been planned from the get go? Has this been planned from the beginning? Is this something, um, I, I, I just always wonder, is this something that like, I, 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 I'm just confused. I, I guess I, I would love to know. I've been so close before. I just wonder, is this going to be like, am I going to die in a really gay way? Or am I going to die? Like it's going to be badass. I'm going to go out and blaze of glory, you know, type shit. I guess that's what I wonder. Blaze of glory. Well, that's what you say. But. I mean, I've already been told. Well, I guess that'd be a little bit different though. Really like the context of death would be interesting to know, but not so much like the exact point. <laughs> Yeah, true, true. That yeah, I guess you're right. Because then you'll be looking over your shoulder every day, and you'd be like, "Oh, is that the marker? Is that what I'm supposed to see before I, <laughs> you know, kick the bucket?" <laughs> I, I constantly wonder, like, because remember the guy from, um, and I know Faces of Death was all fake and gay, but remember the dude that narrated that that wasn't fake and gay. That he went ape shit, went nuts. Like I could never ever imagine dying that way, even though it's all fake, and we knew it was fake and gay. The guy from the narrator from Faces of Death, he went fucking ape shit trying to predict his own death. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna die." I mean, I remember that from when I was a kid. I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, because like you were saying, you start looking for every single sign. You're just looking over your shoulder, one hundred, like all the time. Ooh, how about the Mandela effect, where the straw man is? In the VHS version of Wizard of Oz, having a gun instead of a broom. Really? That came from Kaori, huh? I hmm. didn't know that. I hadn't heard that one. That's a new one, too. I'll have to go look that up. Yeah. Had you heard that? They said the, the Tin Man has a gun? The no, str- no. The Straw Man. Straw Man. From um, the Wizard of Oz. On the VHS version. Of, uh, of the Wizard of Oz. I haven't heard of that one. Having a gun instead of a broom. I'll have to look that one up, Kaori. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Leo Slayer, what about you? Oh, Leo Slayer, you're in Michigan. So tell us, is wasn't there a time difference in like half the state of Michigan? I know there's one state that does that. I thought it was I thought it was Illinois though. I I don't know. I don't know either. I thought they ran right down the borders of states. No. So it wasn't half a state, it was like a full state, you know. Might have been Indiana cuz I remember um, my friend that, that moved back to South Bend, she was telling me that like, she goes, 
the time changes when she goes from the hotel that she works at until like when she goes home in the that, same state or that, something weird. Like that would that. be fucked up. Right. That's a lot of math to do early in the morning to yeah. make sure you get to work on time. Oh shit. I got to get up an hour earlier. <laughs> Fuck. But anyway, okay. I digress. Yeah. So where were we? Okay. Well, hold on a second. Cause there's, there's another part of this story that we haven't really told, but I got to grab something real quick. Uh, watch this. She's going to lose her mind. Watch. Just watch. Here we go. Here we go. Just listen. Stand by. Ready? Five, four, three, two. Where's the metal? Did you put it back on? <laughs> See? No, it's in the wall safe. <laughs> Told you. She lost her fucking mind. I just thought that was funny. Uh, let me see here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Give me a second there, Kaori. I'll bring that up because now that I've got this high-speed fiber, you guys should be able to see this like uber good. And I never know though because you got to get the key. Yeah. It's on the lamp. Put it at the top left corner. Uh, let me see. Pop this in this one. Paste. I'm going to share the screen too. Let's see this. What is going on with this thing? All right. Back to this. You do it. I can't get the fucking thing open. You go get it. So. All right. Yeah. Right there. Oh shit. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, so um, I think part of the reason that, that this happened to us was because of, well, you know, they always say it's all about the bloodlines, right? It's always, it's all, always all about the bloodlines. And anyone that can trace their history back more than a couple of generations knows those bloodlines. So um, in my family, it's... It's kind of common knowledge, well, in parts of my family anyway, that we're descended from Jesus and Mary. Um, my great-great-grandfather was King Ludwig of Bavaria. Um, my great-great-grandmother was his mistress. Um, and my great-grandfather was their bastard child. Um, and there were, he had many mistresses and he had many bastard children. Uh, and they didn't really track them. They only tracked the legitimate heirs. So they, they kind of went, they weren't raised with the same elitist mentality that the legitimate heirs were raised with. That's been passed down generationally. So, you know, we, we kind of got to do our own thing. Um, and then in world war two or just before world war two, my other great grandmother, warned my grandfather that the Nazis were coming for them, for the, the bastard bloodline families, um, that they were looking to get rid of them and that he should take his family and flee. And that great grandmother was Maria Orsic, who was the personal medium to Hitler and uh, one of the founders of the Vril Society. So I have some crazy, crazy blood. 
but something that's been passed down through my family for generations and it always gets passed to, and until it was given to Mick, it's always stayed in the bloodline. Um, but my grandfather had this and it's been given, I don't even, for, we've dated it back at least five, the rust on it, the top level of rust on it was 500 years old. So the metal itself could easily be 2000 years old. Um, and it's one of the original metals of Mary Magdalene that was imbibed with the spirit of her protection and given to each of her protectors, which were a, a sect of the Knights Templar. Um, and it was handed down. So just after this whole thing started, Mick gave me this because there was a little break in the metal at the top and it kept falling off the chain. So he asked me to go get it fixed. So I put it in my car and in a little change cup holder thing I have in my car. And I'm like neurotic about keeping my car clean. So I put it in my car and I'm running some errands and I get to the jeweler and I look down and it's not there. And I was freaking out. Like literally had, I, I have now not vacuumed or cleaned my car for a year because I was terrified that I would accidentally vacuum this thing up. Um, and I mean, I looked everywhere for it. I was like, you know, did I, did I get high and stick it in my pants? Like I thought maybe I'd lost it in the washing machine at the old house before we moved. Or, I mean, I looked, I tore everything apart cause we moved right after. So I packed everything and then unpacked about half of it. Um, Sparky, we've looked at getting it carbon dated. That's we actually got the the rust carbon dated on it. Um, the metal is so soft that I'm I'm afraid of hurting it, to be honest. So, but this metal, my grandfather took it off his neck and gave it to Mick on our wedding day, and he had never been sick a day in his life. He was 86 years old, and right after that, he took to his bed with stage four prostate cancer, and he lived for three months to give us the opportunity to say goodbye to him. He was, he was ready to go. Um, but he told Mick that never to take this off, that it would save his life. And right after we got married, Mick deployed. And that's when he ended up getting hit by that IED that hit, hit his head so hard on the windshield that it detached the capillaries from a major artery in his brain and his corpus callosum. And he ended up having to have major brain surgery, actually about 12 major brain surgeries over the course of almost a year. Yeah. 36 subsurgeries. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. But then he legitimately should have been dead. They told me at the time that if he made it out of surgery, 50, 50 shot, he made it out of surgery that he would most definitely be dead in five years. Um, and I asked why five years? And they said, well, we've only been doing the surgery for five years and everyone's already dead. That's had it done. I said, well, then where's the 15% come from? They said, oh, that's just hope. Okay. Well, that was 17 years ago. So they told me if he survived the surgery, um, he would never remember anything. He would never walk again. He'd basically be a vegetable. There, there it is. So we completely attribute it to the miracle metal and we started doing research on it and it's so old. You, you can't even really make it out. And I'm going to try and hold this up here, but let's see put it in front of your eyes. That's so hard to see. There we go. Actually, hold on. Let me let me hold sit back so you can put the light on it. Okay. I'll zoom in on the camera. Trying to see it. Okay. Let me just go manually adjust the camera. Yeah. All right. He's gonna zoom in on it with the camera. So back up. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So there we go. So on the front, 
is Mary Magdalene with her with her arms out, or Mother Mary with her arms out. Yes, Mother Mary. Okay. Get your eyes out of there because every time it's trying to focus in on your eyes. Ah. Too close. There you go. It's about as good as we're going to get it, I think. There it is. All right. So Mother Mary with her arms held out. Okay. That's standard for Miracle Metal. And there's writing around the edge, but it's about worn off at this point, so you can't really read it. It's and the Latin. It's Latin. It's Latin. Mother, uh, Mother Mary, bless us and keep us safe with your protection. And then the back, there it is. That is the unusual part. So you have an M with a cross coming through the top and two crowned hearts on the bottom. Now, and then 17 stars going around the outside. Normally, with the Miracle Medal, you just have one crowned heart, not two. And you have an M, but it doesn't have a cross at the top. Or you have a cross, but it doesn't have an M under it. The, M, the cross is above it. Yeah, the cross is above it. It's not a part of it. So the only time that this particular medal was ever crafted was for the protectors of Mary Magdalene. And, and it was gone. And then last week, I was, I picked my son up from school. He had a half day and, um, I stopped and got a bottle of water and I, I grabbed some change out of that same little change cup holder and, you know, some dollars I had in my, my, uh, my wallet. And, um, I went in and, you know, grabbed a bottle of water from the gas station and came back and threw whatever extra change in the top of that cup holder. And we went, and we went a couple of places and we stopped at Tractor Supply. Um, and I looked down and sitting on the top of that cup holder on top of the change was this Miracle Metal. The one that had been, it just disappeared. It was just gone for almost a year. And then it came back. I have no idea what it means that it came back. But um, it's, it's part of our history. So that's that's pretty... It tells me something's coming, that it came back. It's got something to do with it. I have no idea, but uh, it does have something to do with it. But the the crazy part is, is uh, they, um, we've had this now for so long, and it is so it's so soft. It's like I'm almost afraid to wear it anymore because I'm afraid it's gonna just come apart. But it it is ridiculously old. I've tried to have it cleaned up just to see. And the lady that took it, she's like, this rust that's on here, she's like, if I take it off, I'm afraid I'm going to take the metal off. So I was just like, yeah, don't, don't do that. We've looked at uh, getting the, because it's so old, the words, and it's not, it's not a true, like, if you can see this, this is obviously a lot bigger. The normal miracle metals that have been made nowadays, you can see the difference in the size. I mean, that one is a lot is a lot freaking, I know it's tough to see, but there it's gotta be 30% bigger. Yeah. It's gotta be 30% bigger overall of the metal. Um, this is just, I, I, one of those things, it's like a relic. It's like, uh, I constantly talk about the relics. I talk about, you know, what all this has to do with it. I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Um, is it related, relatable to what's going on or what, what is going on with, you know, right now? I haven't been told, but if I'm ever told, I'll let y'all know. I don't think so, though. 
And, it's just um, crazy. One of those crazy things. Patriot game. You're right. We are saved by faith and not by metal, but the, the metal is, uh, it's a nice, almost an embodiment of our faith. I, I had faith without the metal, but it's, it's a link to our true history that's been lost either unintentionally or deliberately. So, so it is crazy though. Anyway, it's a, it's a, a tangible connection to the past that most people don't have. And, um, it's something that's been passed down for so long in our family. And the fact that it disappeared and then just reappeared randomly, I mean, came back up. It's yeah, that, that, that more than almost anything that's happened in the last year that freaked me out. Well, what does that have to do with what we were talking about? I don't know. It has something to do with it. I don't know what, but it has something to do with it. Alchemy. Another sign. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. And this is what Kaori was talking about. And I mean, I had it up before, but this is the, the picture. Yeah, right there. There's a gun right there. There's a perfect, there's a gun right there. And sure enough, the straw man's holding the gun. I, I never noticed that before. Is he also holding the broom though? Because I see like a a stick right here. Is he holding a gun and a broom? Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. That is a weird one. I didn't I never noticed that butterfly effect before. That's a good one. I like that. I'm gonna keep that. Mm-hmm. That's gonna go somewhere. I just don't know where. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, that we didn't know. I, I didn't know um until he started talking to me. When he started talking to me, he just told me that um I, he was that what my wife called him and he was Gabriel. And I said, okay, um, I guess I'm a little bit more willing to accept on that side. I'm, I'm a Catholic by, by nature. So yeah, I kind of, I, I know who Gabriel was. I know what Gabriel becomes. Um, I understand the Bible. I read the Bible. I've read it more than once. Um, know all about it. I said, okay, I, I didn't really bitch too much. I mean, because what am I going to bitch about? I mean, seriously, he just kicked my ass anyway. So I'm just like, he'll have me kick my own ass. It would be really funny. Um, he's done this um, a couple different times, but it's weird because sometimes it it's almost like um, it's been weird be- with a couple of things he said because it's almost like talking to Q. I gotta be, I gotta be serious. It's like he gives me a drop, and I've got to decode what the drop is. And it's like, um, okay, that's interesting. I've never never seen this or heard of this. Um, there's been constant questions and comments, um, about different things. Um, she, she had problems. Uh, she had issues with him. She yelled at him. I was like, well, that, that, that's a ballsy move, Cotton. I mean, I don't know about you. I wouldn't yell at an archangel. There's a lot of people I'll yell at in this world. An archangel. I don't rate that at like number one. I don't give a shit, but she really doesn't. So that's pretty much what happened to him and he didn't kill her. So. Yep. No, he can't. So, um, yeah, interesting. Gabriel and Q. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, give you an opportunity to try and fix the lag on your end. If you want to restart your modem, we'll. Um, we can wait. Yeah, we'll we'll play uh, we'll play our Justin ad and do a, a quick tribute here, and um, we'll, we'll wait for you to get back. We'll in. do it early for y'all. So, yeah. So if Sound you want to give that a shot, for sure. Yeah. All right. Good deal. We'll still be here. Yeah, that's right. I, I keep missing chunks of it, so I don't want to. Just click on the uh, same link we sent you. You should be fine. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. So okay. he's going to try and reset his stuff. We're going to do this right now. And then we'll get back into this um, quickly, 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 quickly. Go for it. Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents. Heavy metals. Microbials. Foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. Yep. All right. Hold on. Let me close the door. Yep. Gabriel equals ass whipper. Possibly. I don't know. I have no idea what it means. I don't know how it all plays together yet. I haven't figured that part out. I haven't asked him, though, either, because, again, I'm kind of waiting for him just to tell me what it is. I have no idea what it all means. For all I know, I'm fucking crazy. I mean, you are, but I don't think about this. No. For all I know, I'm a fucking psycho. That's all I can say. There you go, babe. You're the bougie smoker. You take the first hit. Patriot Game said, if the centurion could get his servant healed by his faith, so you can do it also. Uh, you know, that's that's really interesting because one thing when Mick was saying that, you know, Gabriel doesn't give a shit about COVID or or even the jab. Um, because he's flat out said, whatever man does, God can heal. But has been that's been written. That's been written, foretold forever and a day, I think. I mean, the Bible says that. Well, of course. Quotes the Bible all the time. He quotes the original Bible all the time. And often we don't even, we're like, that sounds really familiar, but it's not quite what we've heard. Um, but it's, it's the real, the real version. But uh, I think part of the thing about the jab and all that that it does disconnect you from God in such a way that you and I think it's designed to do so not permanently 40 days but then once you lose that connection when you can get it back too many people don't so how can you be healed if you lose your faith so only three oh. archangels, Trinity. Now there's 17 archangels. There's a total of 17. 17 archangels. Three of the main ones, though. You have your three main ones. You have your four generals in total overall that take over God's army. Um, and if you've ever seen the picture before, it was uh, depicted by uh, uh, God, what the hell was his name? Jesus. He was a monk from just before. Um, <coughs> God, what the hell? 
trying to remember his name now. Uh, Leonardo, I, I want to say it was Da Vinci, right before Da Vinci. Uh, he was a brother monk that came from, um, it was uh, the big the big Roman temple out of, out of Rome, the big Catholic Roman temple. Out of Rome, they had a, um, it was a, a, he made a drawing. And it was the second coming. He he was the one that was touched by revel, uh, revelations, and he made a painting of revelations. Essentially, the final point before revelations, you know, consumes mankind. And if you remember, um, the primary writer coming through the the cloud was a white horse. On its side was written death, and on it was Jesus. And behind him on his left was the Archangel Gabriel. And on his right was the Archangel Michael. Michael, the God of war, Gabriel became the general that was in charge of the whole army because he was considered God's messenger or Jesus's messenger. Um, and there's, I, I've heard some things that kind of set me back down both roads because sometimes he's Jesus's me messenger and sometimes he's God's messenger. Um, the big one was Jesus's messenger because Jesus came down and um, sent Gabriel to talk to Mary before Mary was pregnant. It wasn't God that sent Gabriel to tell Mary to, hey, pave the way. It was Jesus that did it. Because Jesus is like, hey, I'm going here. I want to make sure that I'm not born in a, you know, I don't want to end up underwater born to a whale or something. You know, I want to know that I'm going to a human. I'm going to be a man. And my understanding of it, it was Jesus who sent Gabriel to talk to Mary to ensure that, hey, she was going to give birth, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And she knew where this was coming from. Now, the Bible, of course, as we've read the story, and if you've read the story of creationism or you've read that part of it, um, you know that uh, Jesus or you know, Mary gets Gabriel. Gabriel tells her, hey, look, I'm the messenger <laughs> of God. I'm the archangel Gabriel. You are going to bear a child. In nine months, you've been blessed with the Lord, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, Mary's first question is, how? <laughs> Just how? And um, Mary is, uh, at that point, she realizes, okay, this is far beyond what um, the next time they see Gabriel, Gabriel didn't go to Mary. Gabriel went to her husband, went to Joseph, went to Joseph, fiance, and told jo Joseph that Mary hadn't laid with another man and had to explain because Joseph couldn't understand. He said at that point he was getting ready to have her stoned. She was going to be stoned and uh, killed in front of everybody. And this was a huge sin that she did this. And if that part of it was what Joseph couldn't deal with, and then Gabriel showed up and, oh, there's Gabriel and whoop, everything changes. And now Gabriel shows Joseph, hey, look, you know, this isn't of your doing. This isn't of mankind's doing. This is something above you all. And next thing you know, Mary's and Joseph never left Mary. Joseph didn't even let Mary get stoned to death. So there are a lot of things that now kind of fit together. If you think about it, okay, that was Gabriel. Gabriel originally started out as a messenger. That was his job. Supposedly in Revelations, Gabriel goes from being the messenger and he he gets to the point where he basically washes his hands of mankind. He says, I've done everything I can do. If, um, uh, what was the movie? Um, 
the one that we watch with the old lady. She jumps on the ceiling. She's got all the weird fucking teeth. And um, Legion. Yeah, Legion. I, I think it was oh, Legion. Yeah, is that the one? Yeah. So if you remember that yeah, Legion, if if you remember that movie, that the one that was on the ground that was acting as a man that had cut his wings off, he was. That's Gabriel. Michael's the one that comes down and mud stomps his skull into the ground and kills him. And then when he finally does kill him, he comes back as another angel again, which Michael's completely blown away. Why would God do this to me? Blah, blah, blah. And then Gabriel kills Michael and ends badly for Michael. But long story short, the destruction and all of that shit, that's when Gabriel becomes a, another general. That's essentially the same thing that will transpire, I guess, in Revelations. And Gabriel then becomes the general of general angels. I mean, he is the guy that's in charge of everything. And he is Jesus's right-hand man, according to what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've researched, what I understand, what I know. Um, of course, you also have to remember, this is 2,000 years of mankind fucking with the Bible. We have fucked with the Bible as men. We just didn't take it for the way it was written. We had to edit it. Why do we have to edit shit? Fuck. Just leave shit alone. Let it be. It is the way it is. We have to read it that way because that's the way it was written. I always drives me crazy, but we've been fucking with it for 2000 years. So we have absolutely no idea what it originally said, which is the scary part, because what are we following? What do we believe? If you're a Christian, you believe in the Bible. Which what, Bible? Which Bible? There's like 170 books that are all labeled Bible and they all read differently. And then we hear of other ones that were taken out and the council of Nicaea, they were removed there were whole sections of the Bible removed. Other apostles that wrote their gospels yeah, as to apocrypha. what took place, uh, they got rid of them. Uh, I mean, that is all huge. And again, that's over 2,000 years of mankind fucking with the Bible. You would think we wouldn't do that. Like we've learned our way or found our place. I, I don't know. It drives me nuts. But that's basically the backstory to why Gabriel is, uh, he eventually becomes a really bad dude. Um, he's very... It's weird because he has um, some of the things I've seen or what he's told me, and it's been weird. It's like some days he seems like he's hell set on killing mankind, and then there are other days that mankind just shocks the shit out of him. Like, what the fuck are you all doing? One of those crazy things. Yeah, I, I well, I don't know if he doesn't play so much, but he does. I tell you what, it's weird. It's weird. It's very odd. I I, I still to this day think I'm crazy, so don't worry about it. Is your internet working better now? Um, it's still kind of doing the same shit, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> gotcha. That sucks. <laughs> I'm still trying to uh, look on here and see if there's any anything else I could dump out of here. Because I don't even... I'm, I'm assuming it's me at this point, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't know. We uh, haven't had any lag. Folks, what are, you guys, what are you guys hearing on your end? Oh, holy crap, Kiwi Boy. What'd you do? Try to write so, a book? Kiwi Boy said there were three Jesuses that walked the earth at the same time, and the Bible is a playbook for the Jewish cabal to keep us all living in fear of the wrath of God. And they make you all worship a dying Jesus on a cross, and he dies and returns from the dead and then fucks off right after it. Instead of showing his closest followers, at least he rose from the dead. The whole Bible is a story of the actual son, S-U-N, of God our creator, and its life cycle through a year. Whoa. Then the Vatican backs all up to satanic worship. I'm a Catholic and I wasn't happy when I came to realize we've been lied to and a lot of people have gone broke giving money to the church. Yeah. You're you're not the only one. Yeah. Dude. I'm a Catholic too. And trust me, it's it, you can ask her. 
How much have we gone to church this year? Yeah, we haven't. Um, but uh, the fun thing about being a Catholic or a Christian, actually, is um, you don't actually have to give money to the church to claim a 10% tithe on your taxes because that doesn't require a receipt. So you can just take 10% of your income and write it off as a donation to the church and they don't require a receipt and um, you don't actually have to give the money. Well, there you go. Well, you know, who knew? The little things in life. The little things in life. Yes. (laughs) Oh, the Catholic church can fuck right off and not get my money. So anyway. Uh, The Vatican, that is. That's the Vatican. The Vatican. The Vatican can fuck right off and not get my money. So I'm all about helping the community. You know, the, the local churches do a lot for the community. That they do. Okay. So, all right. So they're saying they hear you. It stops for a few seconds and then it comes on again. So let's, uh, let's try this. So, so uh, with all the people that you've interviewed and, and all the, the stories that you've done, what determination have you come to about the, the state of our reality? What do you think? we're in um i have a couple different theories fits into a lot of different scenarios is more of like an organic simulation um that being said like it can fit into like the christian perspective reality that we perceive or it could be something completely different um going into like extraterrestrial type concepts uh and the other part it's a thing where it's kind of like an up going into the organic simulation kind of concept. It's been like an update to the map. So that kind of fits into like smaller and then why it started expanding bigger. And then it kind of gets into the whole like flat earth theory that maybe it was, that was the original map. And then as time went on in the sense of the earth that we have and same with like going into space and things like that. Like I feel like there's a probability that it's kind of one of those things that it's there. Yes. From your perspective, but it's not actually mapped or created until we're actually physically have been there before. Uh, um, but I, I have way too many theories about things. Honestly, like I, I don't try to stick to any specific one because honestly, I have no idea what the hell I mean, is going on. I don't, I don't know that any of us really know what the hell is going on, except that, you know, we always say that all movies and TV shows are, are either uh, documentaries or prophecies. Um, either they, they tell us what, what's happened, what's happening or what's going to happen. And, uh, the more of that, that I watch that, the more true that seems. So. I mean, I agree with that too, because it's like, everything's either been predetermined way. So either way that that happens, it could go with like the Christian perspective of things, or it could go with like a simulation perspective of things. But I, I definitely think that everything planned out because it seems like everything that I've experienced in life, like you'll have one bad moment, but then there'll be a good moment later on that happens because of that bad moment happening. It seems to have this way of working towards a greater point or perspective that you don't quite see at that time. But once you get to that point, then you can look led up to this big thing happening. Yeah, I, I said uh, actually something that's got me through everything. Um, and I'm and advice that I've always given people that I've tried to help through bad times is that everything happens for a reason. You often don't know what that reason is until much further forward, but God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle if you just know how to ask him for help. Experiences in general, they make you a stronger person altogether. So people can look at it from like, oh, I've been through a lot of shit, or they can look at it from like, oh, 
I've been through this stuff though, mentally, physically, like whatever it may be. And if you didn't have that bad experience and everything was good, then you wouldn't have a reason to grow and get stronger as time goes on too. Yeah. What do they say? Uh, hard times make hard men. No hard times. Yeah. Hard times make hard men. Easy times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. It's the ever revolving circular door. If yeah. It were. The cycle. So, but it, it's weird because you, you brought up the, the, the point that your thought is that you're not sure if it's biblical. You're not sure if it's like matrix oriented where there are computers in charge of us, or there's uh, another, if we're just like ants <laughs> in an ant, you know, we're in an ant farm. It's just a really big ant farm and there's aliens controlling everything going on right now. Um, what, if you were to lean a, a direction, which one would you, would you have to lean towards, especially within the last two weeks? Because we just listened to the president of the United States within the last week alone, just come out and basically take 75% of America and say, nope, yeah. you're fucking, you're now enemies of the state. I mean, <clears throat> the way I kind of sway is more towards like as much like an extraterrestrial, I'd say, but I believe that there's some form of creator, be it a spiritual consciousness, like something, but I feel Feel like there's a so whether it's like a universal consciousness god whatever i think that there's there's an entity of some sort that we all view that's words and it seems like the like the christian biblical perspective seems to give the best round picture of like what this is but i still think that a creator being that created all of us but there's just maybe one religion that maybe has more of it mapped out better than the rest yeah, the source. Um and and this is where I I this is where I love to to throw a monkey wrench in especially to like uh people who are, are, are just in general talking about God. And uh, I always ask people I'm like, "Well, do you pray?" "Oh yeah, I pray." "Why?" If it's his will and it's not ours and it's not anybody else's, why would you pray? You can't change it. It's going to be whatever he wants done anyway. So why even try? That's like saying, hey, dude, I know you created everything, but I kind of don't give a fuck because it doesn't fit what I want right now. So if you could just change everything to fit what I want right now, I mean, you really got to you. You got some balls if you're willing to talk to, you know, the almighty and say, hey, look, dude, by the way, just change this shit just so I'm happy. What was that? What was that movie? Is it Evan Almighty? where he, or Bruce, Bruce Almighty, Bruce Almighty, where he's just like, where he just grants everybody's prayers and yeah. then, and, and everything just goes to shit. Yep. Yeah. It kind of feels like what we're living in now because we're all looking at like, you know, we're looking at Joe Biden going, holy fucking shit. I mean, this has got to be the end of the world because we've got the crypt keeper literally in charge of the country right now. This has got to be the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, Kerry said it's called, ether energy and that energy is infinitely conscious that's absolutely right so there's energy that that connects all living things on this planet and connects us all to the source and i that what you said about the organic matrix i i like that as a a description the way i i view that is is 
Um, so when we had our fiber installed today and we only have one line coming in where with cable, we had two different lines for two different modems, but now it's one and they put a, a mesh Wi-Fi system up in the house, right? So it's basically Wi-Fi extenders, but it's, it's kind of like that, right? That the signal comes into the, the, the one modem with the fiber and then the energy is directed to, to one and then to another extender and then to another extender. And, and it creates a, a mesh, a web of, of connective internet. I, I think that ether energy is, is essentially the same, right? It comes from the source and it connects to, I don't know who it connects to first, but I think that would be really interesting. Cells? Soul? <laughs> um, maybe the, the center of the earth, maybe the earth itself. And then from, it's just redirected energy from, I mean, and like then from there, that ether energy, you know, connects to every living thing on the planet. That actually answers something else because uh, the monk, the monks in Tibet, they still walk around with no shoes on. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've seen this. I've witnessed this. They walk everywhere barefooted. Your son does the same thing. Why do they walk? According to what I've been told, um, when you put these things on your feet, you, you break yourself from touching God. Yeah. So that actually makes a lot of sense because according to the monks of Tibet, they believe that these separate them from the earth, which is God, what they believe their God is above. And I was like, holy crap, that that's actually Uber. That kind of answers that now. It explains why they think that because that would make sense if they're saying leave your shoes on. And then I was thinking about our little guy that we met down in Dallas with the, the metal, the, the minerals. Exactly. Because that connects you down back down to, to God. To every continent. So we met this guy um, and he's sending us these these metals. Um, it's a it's a necklace, but inside it's like a locket um, and it's sealed shut, soldered shut. But inside is dirt from every continent on the planet. And when you hold it in your hand, it balances your energy in such a way that they, you can't, like, they can't physically, he can't push you over. Like you can be on one foot and he can pull on your arm and like, you'll start to feel yourself sway. But if you have this metal in your hand, you don't move at all. And he can go full force, all his weight on your arm and you don't move at all. Yeah, it's crazy. And I was like. That's some, and you're on one foot and I'm like, holy shit, this is nuts. But, uh, maybe that's, maybe that's what that's all about. Yeah. That would be weird. When it would also, you know, a lot of people worship Gaia, mother earth, and they, they think, you know, they think that God and, and Gaia are, are the same, but it's not really, it's, it's the source sending the energy down to Gaia and Gaia distributing the energy from there. Anyway, I love falling down rabbit holes and discussing what may be. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what do you think, Shane? Being probable, um, especially the aspect of like, I, I feel like if there is a male creator that there would theoretically be dead, like it would make sense if the earth itself may be that female, whatever you want to call it, archetype and God, the creator would be like the male how we'd have this like balance of each other you know yes absolutely because there's always a there there always has to be balance and that's something um when I, when i was researching the vril and this is something that i well and i i spoke to the vril here because there's a vril society in the u.s that a lot of people 
like no one knows about, except the ones that are part of it. And the ones that have listened to me talk about it occasionally, which I'm not supposed to, but whatever. In, well, we everybody, no, everybody knows about it. It's in Tennessee. Yeah, well, that's because I've told them. But they didn't okay. know about it before. <laughs> anyway, um, but the, one of the aspects of the Vril, everyone always thought that all of the Vril were women. And, and that's just not true. Um, the Vril were half women and half men. Every female Vril had a direct male counterpart. The reason they thought that they were all female is because they all had long hair. And, you know, in the 1930s, it was unheard of for men to have really long hair. Um, but their hair would, would grow to the ground because that was the, that's the best energy conduit um, to the source is actually your hair. It's a, it's a constant living thing. It continues to grow like your fingernails do even after you die. Um, it retains your, your DNA. If ever, if you've ever done any drugs, you know, your hair follicles will show, show that going back and they do a hair test on, on me. I'm fucked, you know? Um, but <laughs> about to say that goes down to roots, I think in some parts of your head, but exactly right. It, like it basically shows your, your entire life. So, um, but that was the thing about the Vril is there was always a male and a female and they were the, uh, like a bonded pair. It, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a sexual relationship. In fact, that was very much frowned upon, um, because it's not, it's not your, it's not your soulmate per se. It's your, did you ever see the literally movie? Your male half. Like if you, if you were fraternal twins, like if you were a, you know, I actually, I had a fraternal twin, um, but he died at birth, but, um, like he could have been my real partner. Hold on one second. Do you remember the movie? I know it's a Will Smith movie, but uh, where he's the fucking like badass dude. He's an asshole though. He shoves the one dude's head up the other dude's ass. Um, yeah, he was the, the drone Hancock. Hancock. Yes. The, yes. the dick superhero. So yes. if you, rem if you remember Hancock at all, that kind of explains the drill. There are always two. Yeah. The closer they're, they are together, the more human they become and the more, prone they are to dying however the further off they are apart they're like superheroes they can do shit that we only dream of that's kind of what the vril is from my understanding at least from the story she's told me yeah um carrie said remember when the vril hijacked the uk news station in 1977 and that was a male i do not actually i i hadn't pulled that one up so that was uh an arab and uh when he did that uh, the SAS that were very close by and had never been used in an open fashion like they did jumped in through a window and shot that dude like some, I don't know, 90 something times. Cause everybody that went through the window put about a magazine's worth of ammunition in them. I was like, damn, there was a lot left of that body. Yikes. I'll have to go look that one up. Thank you, Carrie. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will metaphor. We'll, we'll, we'll look that one up, see if we can put it out on here. So, um, anywho, yeah, I just always thought that that was interesting because I thought that movie came out specifically to describe exactly what the real are. So I always thought that was interesting. Okay. The star Polaris comes to mind. Well, the real originally come from, uh, some system uh, name like in that, the, something. no, the Pallades. The, the Palladian system, but I believe that Polaris is our star. I'm not sure. 
We'd have to go look that up. Yeah. Don't know off the top of our head. Yeah. Anyway. I want to say it's like 42 light years away or something. Yeah, something like that. So. I don't remember. Okay. But anyway. But they were here before us, so. See. Well, before us. They were here first. See. Anyway. And that's the actual Vril, not, uh, that's the Vrilia, I should say. The Vrilia come from the Palladius system. That's uh, not the Vril. The Vril is the the human society that attempts to contact the Vrilia through whatever means they can. Um, so the Vrilia is the the alien race. The Vril is the, the human society. So. Or the part thereof. Yeah. Anyway. So. Um, but we went off the rails a little bit there. Next rabbit hole. <laughs> Next rabbit hole. Throw us down another one, Shane. I've got to think of one. <laughs> Are you looking for the picture? Oh, you're putting no. that up there. Okay. No, I'm just gotcha. Fixing something I forgot to do. Put, put it on the background here. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. So. Okay. So anyway. Anyway. So there I was. So other than that, though, no, he hasn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, I didn't know until he came and started talking to me and then he wouldn't shut the fuck up. Gabriel, you're going and, right back yes, to the beginning. Yes, going back to be Gabriel. But um, I didn't know that until like he showed up, started telling me. And then of course she knew, but who knows, who knows, you know, I thought she was crazy. So I was just like, you got to stop smoking the LSD laced fucking weed that you're getting because that just sounds absolutely fucking nutty. And uh, on top of that, we had, um, we haven't had, I, w- I want to say I haven't had the, um, I, I started, it really started when he told me he was going to talk to me. I thought he was joking, but because it, it started out in a dream, like it's been like, I've had dreams where I went to sleep. I woke up, uh, it's not odd for me to get up early, early in the morning, but like there was a straight couple, like three, four weeks where I was getting up at like 3 a.m. and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was wide awake. And it was because I had one of these dreams where I sat there and he talked to me and he told me, hey, he's like, hey, look, I'm going to start talking to you. And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> You're fucking higher than a kite. Get the fuck out of here. And yeah, it started. It was like, oh shit, you actually are now. This is weird. And I started to hear different things. And I really thought I was going crazy then. I kind of like, I took a step back from everything. I stopped going anywhere because I thought I was hearing shit. I thought I was like legitimately losing my mind. And, um, he kind of got the gist of that. And he was just like, all right, look, that's not the deal. You're not losing your mind, blah, blah, blah. And he basically just reassured me that I'm not crazy, but I was just like, yeah, I still think I'm crazy, but whatever I'll, I'll play along. And, um, since then, I mean, I, I deal with it, but it's, it's not really annoying. It's every once in a while now he'll pop in and be like, Hey, you're a dumbass," or Hey, and it's really weird because I've asked him some questions like stuff, like it's basic stuff, like, Hey, kind of sort of that type of stuff, like <laughs> stupid stuff like that. Just thinking that maybe he'll think it, it's, it's an innocuous question because it has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I was thinking maybe if I just throw it out there like that, Hey, is the earth flat? You know, he'll answer that. He hasn't yet, but, um, there's, a, I mean, I've asked a couple different questions like that. I asked about Jesus. I was like, Hey, is all this stuff that we're reading real? You know, is the Bible real? That is the big question. It's like, Hey, that's all I care about is that for the last 45 years that I've been alive, I believed in this book. I believed in the stories that have come out of this book. It would, would be nice to kind of hear, yeah, all that shit really happened. I mean, I'm convinced 
to an, to an extent because uh, one of those stupid college courses um, I had to take was comparative, comparative intro to comparative religions. One of my favorite courses, actually. It really was. It turned out to be like my favorite one. Uh, but the badass part about it, which I thought was weird, and I asked everybody else, you know, why? Why is in the Bible, obviously Jesus is talked about. You don't hear anything about Muhammad. You hear absolutely nothing about um, anybody from the Jewish side. However, in the Torah, the Torah talks about Jesus. And in the Quran, the Quran talks about Jesus. In both the Torah and the Quran, Jesus is referred to as just a prophet, not the prophet. But he's referred to as a prophet. So the only name that goes between all three books referring to a prophet is Jesus. The Bible, the Torah, and the Quran, all three refer to Jesus Christ. Well, if they refer to that one, why isn't it? So maybe two different, three different per perspectives were gleaned at the same time from the same events is what my thought becomes. So maybe all three religions witnessed all the events. They just happened to be in Jerusalem at the same time. And you got three different books. You got the Quran, you got the Torah, and you got the Bible. The problem with that theory is this. All three groups weren't present on this earth at the same time. The Quran was written almost a thousand years before the Bible was written. So I'm like, and, and yet, shit. Well, and that yet Christianity predates Islam by almost the same amount of time. No. Yes. No. They, yes. Yes. Islam came after Christianity. Look it up. As a confirmed religion. Yes. Not as because they used to consider it a barbaric religion because of the Crusades. Yeah, but the Crusades were in, I mean, a, a thousand years after Christ. So. Correct. Yes. And that's when Islam started a thousand years after Christ. So that, that you're right. So that doesn't add up either. There's all sorts of things that don't add up. So Nothing it doesn't make any up. sense how Jesus was mentioned in all three books. And actually, I like what Huey Boy said that because we've talked about this before. Um, in fact, we talked about it in relation to Q. Are you a Q guy? <clears throat> hey, Jim, yeah. Do you ever follow Q? Um, now I did back in the day, I haven't really followed it any, any like recently or anything like that. Maybe a couple of years ago, but yeah, well, he hasn't, he didn't post he came back for one or two posts, but he hasn't really posted for a while. Um, but I, I like Huey's theory that, uh, Huey boy's theory that, you know, Jesus has come back multiple times and you and I have discussed this, that with every cycle of history, there's another Jesus, right? There's there's another son of man that's born um, to reawaken mankind to ascend to the next level of what we could be. So you're thinking there's another savior out there right now who's just walking the earth, kind of doing the whole Kung Fu thing? Or, and there was one a thousand years ago that every thousand years, a... a, a Another savior. Jesus reappears. Yes. I mean, we're, we are, we miss. Or what we, if it's all theoretically just the same consciousness under different vessels? Like the matrix. Yeah. The same Jesus, the same soul well, the being, same being just in different, in different bodies being reborn as Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. 
because those are, I wouldn't say recycled, but um, I believe when, when we die, we have the option of coming back. Um, maybe some people don't have the option of coming back. They, they have to go through a different life cycle because they didn't achieve their purpose or they, whatever it is. Um, but I think once we have, when we have achieved whatever purpose that we're given in a specific lifetime, I think we have almost like a gift. We have the option to come back and, and do something else or, or learn something else or just experience something. And, and, and don't think for a second, folks, that we think this just because we're crazy or anything like that because we've had our own experiences. But I look at other things too. I look at that one story that was written earlier this year. I just saw it. Uh, it was, I just saw it the other day again. It popped up in like one of my history feeds. It was the one about the kid that had gone and sought out this lady in England and he went back and talked to this lady and he was like 11 years old and he went, found this lady, had his parents fly to England, left the U.S., flew to England, went to this exact address, knocked on the door, talked to the lady and told him that she, he knew who she was. She had absolutely no idea how this kid knew her, but he knew everything about her. He told her their whole story of her and her husband that had just died 11 years before. And he claimed that he was her husband. I mean, he told her shit that blew her mind. And how does that, how do you explain that? The, there was also the kid, um, I think he was eight and he kept telling his parents World War II stories. Yeah, he was Things some pilot he, or he something. A, yes, he was a pilot yes. in World War II. And he went and found the last remaining living members of his unit, kind of did the same thing. Um, I think he he like wrote letters to them or he emailed them or something. And um, and he, he thanked them. This eight-year-old kid who called them by the nicknames that they had in the, the army 70 years ago. And, uh, and, you know, thank them for saving his life or asking him how their, his little, their little brother was or whatever it was, things that this eight-year-old would have absolutely, there's no way that he could possibly know this thing, these things, unless, you know, he had come back. So I, I, I look at it that way. I, I, I think that that, how do you explain those things? You can't explain those things. There are people that, um, you know, there, I, I believe in science. I do believe in science. I do believe science has its place in our life. And I believe that, yeah, we can use it to our advantage when we need to. However, I don't believe that, oh, well, that just happens because it just, like, for instance, uh, one of my favorites was, uh, I forget the mathematician that I was watching, but he was basically going over and I could never, ever rem remember it for my life, but he called it the ghost theory in um, computers. It, it's considered the ghost theory. They actually call it the ghost theory. The ghost theory is in a repeating sequence of numbers. And I'm trying to remember the name of the, the sequence. It's okay. not the Fibonacci sequence. It's in a repeating series of numbers. There's a double O, double G, uh, or <laughs> double O, double one series that always repeats no matter what. Now, I always thought that was weird. I was just like, okay, that seems odd. But the double O, double one repeating number that automatically just all of a sudden just repeats, they they don't have an explanation for why a computer automatically drops that double O, double one in the code. But they said that these ghost numbers, when they pop up, 
they pop up in the most random odd places. They've gotten to the point where they've gotten close to being able to predict where that double O double one shows up in coding. But zero zero one zero one one zero. That's it. That's yeah. the one QE boy. Our son was talking the about ghost that code. the other night. Yes. It's the ghost code because me and him are having a conversation of it about it. And he reminded me, he's like, yeah, they still haven't figured out dad to this day how that works. And I was just like, yeah, isn't that weird that even in a computer system, something that we can define with math, we still can't figure out where that code comes from. And it just pops up and you have to go in and physically change it. And because uh, he was talking to me about coding because he, he learned something new. It was quite comical, actually. He's learned a lot. of. Th he's taking an AP computer science class um, and he's uh, he's he's learning from. From basically a hacker turned monk which is hysterical he's, but yeah and it's numbers he's so cool Lindsay. and this is supposed to be you can narrow this down to point zero zero like this is so specific on this scale but for whatever reason the computer automatically throws that zero zero one zero one zero code in there and hacker everybody doesn't know like uh i know hackers call that that's the uh uh, the zero zero one zero one, that is the piggyback code, I believe is what they call it. And that's 90% of the time. That's how they break. That's how they break into places. That's how they do it. It's so it happens in code code. Tr they have things that try to fix that shit. I don't know what they're called. I'm the worst one to talk about this. I should get my fucking 15 year old in mm -hmm. here to talk about it because the way they do it now to edit that part of the code, that's what like basically antiviruses and your spyware and all the shit that you, the anti-spyware and all that shit, because that's the numbers that they target. That's the part that they target. Uh, always in Texas said my son filled up a check register with ghost code when he was two. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, and QE boy's daughter takes coding in college. It is incredible stuff. It's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, it, it'll blow your mind what these kids could do with computers. It's like, and we were always really strict with our son um, because he developed ADHD when he was seven or six or seven. Uh, and the doctors said that at that point, they said, well, um, how much screen time does he have? I had a really cool doctor. He said, you know, I've just been reading this study coming out of Europe about something called visual ADHD, where when kids spend too much time in front of a tablet or, you know, a TV where the, it changes every couple of seconds, it trains, it breaks their brain. It trains their brain to not be able to concentrate for more than a couple seconds at a time. Um, of course, since then they've just, I've not seen any more studies on it. I uh, can't even find that original one, but so we took him off of computers. We, we nixed all electronics, just no, whatever you need for school, that's it. But other than that, no, you know, no computers, no, no, very limited TV, like watching real shows, that kind of a thing. But when he was nine, he was absolutely desperate for a laptop. So I was like, okay, he really wanted a, his own computer. I need it for school, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So I bought him a build your own laptop kit, which was basically bunch of like wood boards, a couple of wires, and a literally a two inch LCD screen. And, and, and some circuit boards. And some circuit boards. And in an hour, this child had this computer completely built, connected to the internet, 
and reprogrammed it to cast to our TV because the two inch LCD screen was way too small. It wasn't originally intended to do that. And I was like, oh shit, where do you learn this? How do they know this? We, and we don't know stuff like that. There's, we barely get this shit going. And yet it's Shit, I have to go get him, bring him in to fucking teach me. How do I use this? He's our IT kid now, right? Some, it's like some kids just, just know that. Like they've been upgraded to today's technology. I, I got to tell you, he went and got this. Um, he he was with her yesterday. We we had to get our own routers. We thought we had to get our own routers. Yeah. We have this router that looks like a fucking rocket ship right now sitting on top of uh, this wireless w- router that's sitting on top of this fucking thing and it's humming purple and blue and it lets me know that right now you are dumping, you're you're uploading and downloading 100 megabytes per second, which is fucking the, the it's the best color you can get on this thing supposedly. And he's like, this thing is so powerful, we're never going to have a problem with internet again, dad. And I was like, I, he's ta- telling me this on the phone. And he's like, dad, don't worry. He did all the research in advance. He's like, I've got all the stuff. This is the best one for the amount of money that we're going to spend. These are the things we can put. It'll be, it'll be straight, dad. Trust me. It'll be fine. I was like, all right, I, I'll trust you. I got to tell you, this fucking thing is. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. It's amazing. And I am, our internet connection has never been stronger. Uh, Mark Jason Walker said the numbers two through nine exist for us so we can understand the full implications of one and zero, which is a positive register of one and okay. There's only zero and one as far as numbers, all are the numbers, which is only two through nine representations of ones and zeros. It's the easy way. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you go one, 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 you can put your zeros in there and you can make it all work. Yeah. Um, QE boy said brilliant, but the kids these days believe the hype MSM feed them. That's why I wouldn't even say MSM really because they don't watch the news. They don't watch the mainstream media. Like we, we cut our cable today and the kids didn't even notice, right? Like they don't even use it. They're, they're on YouTube or, um, Hulu or Netflix or uh, the only time they sit down and watch TV. The only time that I, we sit down and watch TV is if we're watching football or something, which I got to go. Or a movie. Like if we all sit down as a family and you know, we have movie night, um, you know, that's, that's different, but on their own. Yeah. But that YouTube and all of that can color their perceptions just as much. Um, last night we, uh, mixed, mixed aid and waited for the heart gray guy who didn't show up then, but came at eight o'clock this morning. So we're cool with that. Um, and I brought the kids over to my parents cause they were having a barbecue and our 15 year old, when we were out running errands in the morning, he asked if we could pick up a friend of his and if she could come and hang out for the day, she wanted to see the ducklings. And, um, and I was like, sure, absolutely. Just, you know, as long as she's cool with coming to grandma's with us for the barbecue, because we've, you know, we've got to, I'll bring her home afterwards. Cause it's like 45 minutes away. I'm not just, you know, driving all around. Okay. So we're at my parents' house and the kids are upstairs playing video games and we're downstairs in their new addition, which is like bigger than a lot of people's houses, friggin' 700 square feet. My parents are crazy. Um, and they are though. They are. They really are. They are. And um, actually, Mick's best friend's pretend wife was there with her kids. Uh, 
and she's a teacher and she was saying that she's teaching um Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, you know, Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain this year. But she has to teach the revised version because they took the N-word out of everything. She's like, you know, and and I I understand it has such a negative connotation in society now. And um, she said, but it, it was historically accurate for the time. And honestly, all the kids say it all the time to each other, all of them. And my dad's like, he's like, well, all the adults say it too. He's like, well, not us. You know, white people aren't, aren't allowed to say it. And my aunt looks over and she goes, the N-word, what N-word? So my dad screams the N-word at the top of his lungs. Okay. So last night on the way home, or after we got home, after we dropped our son's friend off, he goes, hey, mom, um, you know, I get when you're talking to adults and stuff, but do, do you think you can like not scream out the N-word? Because now my friend thinks you're a racist. And I was like, whoa, first off, that wasn't even me. That was my dad. So like accuse my dad of being the racist, not me. But then I gave him the whole, con you know, the, the context of the story. I was like, look, this is where this came from. This is what we were discussing. You know, was it appropriate for him to scream it at the top of his lungs? No. Does it automatically mean he's a racist? No. But I mean, he was making a point, right? Because as he was saying, uh, adults, kids and adults say it all the time. But if you're a certain color, you're not allowed to say it. Um, but our son, our son's friend immediately jumped to, oh my God, you said that word that means you're a racist. And where does she get that? She didn't get it from her parents or her grandparents. She got it from YouTube and, you know, yep. all the, the social media and society that has Shit, just think trained about these children. Think about the new movies that are coming out. This was made in a, uh, basically in woke fashion. Like we, we, we didn't verbally harm or injure anyone in the production of this movie. You've seen it. If you've watched a movie in the last like fucking six months, it starts out with saying that like, Hey, this is a woke movie. Like, Hey, look, we're not going to use any racial slurs. We're not going to make fun of gay people, LGBTQ plus IA one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 to, uh, to the second square root. Uh, you know, just whatever they, they tell you right up front that, Hey, look, this is a woke movie. You're going to be watching a woke movie. And yeah, exactly. Basically, KRE is right. It's a libtard alert. It basically is telling you right in the beginning, look, libtard, we were made by libtards. And it, these movies do that. Like, for instance, if you watched Maverick, there was no woke shit in the beginning. So you knew that wasn't a woke movie. Now we have to do this. Why? Why do we have to do this? Goes back to my original argument. It is the pussification of the American male. And nothing's fucking changed. We've okay. been pussified to such an extent that we're afraid to make our real intentions and real feelings known. We are so scared that we have to go along to get along, but we don't. And when you don't, you're automatically canceled. You are automatically removed from everything worth a shit. Um, Perfect examples. All you got to do is look at Donald Trump. Yeah. He was in, he was along to get along in the eighties, the nineties still there. All of a sudden in 
2016, 2015, he drops his hat in the ring to run for president. I think he started to change when they killed his best friend. And that's it. After that, it's been character assassination after character assassination. I have proof on so many different levels from so many different people that this has been basically a KGB operation from the inside out. We have one of the first defectors, KGB defectors, that were ever interviewed on TV that we played here on this show. Yuri Brishnikov. Yuri Brishnikov. You can go look him up. Yuri Brishnikov will show tell you exactly how they're doing it, how they have been doing it. And then I want you to listen to what he says, and then I want you to honestly think about what's going on today. If you look at what's going on today as compared to what Yuri told us 30 plus years ago that was going to happen today, it's all coming to fruition. Well, and okay, so Lindsay wants to know, uh, please define what a pretend a wife is. So um, this is a term that I use, a pretend a wife, pretend a, pretend a husband, pretend a kids. Um, and it's it's a reflection of exactly that. It's they they live together, they they act as husband and wife, but they're not actually married. There's there's no piece of paper. There's no you know there's no official marriage there. And 30, 40 years ago, that would have been unheard of, right? You just you don't live with someone with your kids and 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, they're you know they're great people. They're some of our best friends, and we don't judge their relationship. It's, it's about how society and culture have changed and not necessarily for the better. So yeah, a, a pretend a wife is, you know, he's, she's his wife and everything except for that piece of paper. So really quick, just to show this again, because I, I know we've got new listeners oh, in here. Uh, Bezmanov. Who not may Bresnikov. not have seen it. Yeah, Bez, Bezmanov is his name. And it's a warning to America is exactly the way it's defined. So um, I'm just going to play it really quick because this is um, pretty pimp. It, this is, it's scary. I want you to think about what he says and then think about what we're seeing today. It's crazy. Uh, I'm subversion. That is a... Give me a second. Well, you there spoke we several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that... Uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent 
that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. So really quick, let's, th let's think about this, okay? When we're, we're talking about this, let's think about what, what is he really saying there, okay? Because he, he, he's, what he's talking about is spot on, I can tell you that right He's laying now. out the playbook for what we've seen over the last 30 years. So when you look at this, right? This, um, I'm sorry, that didn't work out the way I thought. Um, when you're looking at this, he is basically laying out like, where have we heard that? We, we have people that say, for instance, Stacey Abrams, don't come to Georgia. Georgia sucks. She said that Georgia sucks. Yeah. Um, we've heard, we've, live. we've heard other stars who have said, Hey, fucking, you know, America blows. I'm not going to live in America. I'm going to move. I don't want to live in America. And that is where we're at. People are talking. That's what he's talking about. We are under such a mind fuck right now <coughs> from the KGB <coughs> that basically we believe Amer they are convincing America's Americans that America sucks. That is the ultimate in brainwashing. That's why they don't want to hear Let's Go Brandon. That's why they get so angry with us when we bring up Let's Go Brandon. That's why when we bring up Fuck Joe Biden, they've got to work. They've got to figure a workaround for it. That's why they drive fear, right? My t-shirt today says faith over fear. And it's from uh, this particular one is Psalms 118.6. Um, but uh, oh, God says, do not fear 365 times or the Bible says, do not fear 365 times, one for every day of the year. They constantly throw fear at you. And we talk about the fear mongering and it, it, it gets into you whether you realize it or not. Um, they constantly throw fear at you because that is the best tool they have for brainwashing. And it, it, the very best. And he's going to go into that. But I just want to give you a clue. Like this guy is not that far off. He is on it. And listen to what he says, especially when it gets to kids, because that's the scary part. And you're going to hear about this. Trust me, this is where this is the full clip, folks. Uh, this is a 17 minute long clip. So I'm going to let it play. But 13 or 13 minute long clip. Th I'm going to let it play. But this is a scary fucking this is a scary. This is a scary deal, folks. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. 
you cannot change their mind even if you if you expose them to authentic information even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior in other words these people okay so tell me something folks where have we heard this before where you can't change the logical perception of folks where they're sitting there and they're saying hey look the sky the sky is blue no it's not no, no the sky is blue no it's not wait a minute we can go outside look up and the sky is blue no it's not it doesn't matter how you tell these people over and over again look joe biden didn't win the election no no he did he did it it doesn't matter these people are going to believe that whatever they've been pre-programmed to believe and that's it outdoor gal said common core oh my god i i <laughs> i went off on common core the other day so funny because all right let's do a little math here right there are 133 million voters registered voters in the united states if donald trump got 75 million votes which is what they registered that only leaves 58 million so how did biden get 81 million votes because 75 million plus 81 million is 156 million well the only way you can get there is common core <sighs> It they was around out common core math so that people would forget how to do math so that they could fuck up the voting and no one note no one would would notice be able to do the math to figure it out think about it folks Seriously. How, how do you get like i've asked this question several times and this is the one that always blows liberals minds so if you want to if you have a good liberal friend that you guys might not see eye to eye on but you really want to just fuck them up mentally this one will have his hamster running in the wheel over and over again for miles on end. It's a simple question. How do you have 0.6 of a human being? Yeah. Did you ever notice that, oh, Donald Trump won by 76.6 million votes? Well, that's not, how do you that's not get, 0.6, that's 76 million, well, 600, I, yeah, whatever. Thousand, whatever, you know. Yeah, but when you win by 70.6, let's say, okay, oh, you won by 80.65%. How do you get 0.65% when every vote is won? But it's, how do you get a percentage? That's impossible. You can't get a point anything. Okay. I, I, I don't buy that. That's bullshit. And every liberal mind that tries to think about it, they're going to try and use common core math and they'll be like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's one or one. Exactly. It's one and done. You have one number, one, th that's it. It's one. You should have a whole number. Every person is a whole number. You don't have a half a whole number. You don't become a half a voter all of a sudden. Oh, well, and there's no states, and I've gone through and confirmed this, there are no states in America where you can vote for the president and then vote, for, let's say you go and vote for Donald Trump. Let's say we all vote for Donald Trump, right? Which we're gonna do anyway. So we vote for Donald Trump. But let's say he picked somebody else's as running mate other than who we thought he was gonna pick as his running mate, right? And let's say the liberals, for whatever reason, picked Ron DeSantis. You can't go in and vote for Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. No, you vote for one ticket. You're voting for the president and vice president at the same time. So I got a question for you all. Shouldn't their numbers match?
I mean, it should. Should, right? Can somebody go look up for me what the presidential and vice presidential numbers were from the last election? They should be exactly alike, right? But they're not. But they're not. Of course not. Why aren't they the same? If you're voting one ticket throughout the whole, all United States, you can't go in and pick and, and choose. And it's a one ticket system. And it was in 2020. It was a one ticket system. You voted for Donald Trump and Mike Pence 2020. Okay. That's what you voted for. Tell me if I'm wrong. But the numbers don't match. If you look up the numbers, they don't match. Kind of, yeah, kind of like the two and a half kid family model. Where's the half a kid? Exactly. What, you got a bun in the oven? You either have two or you have three. You don't have two and a half. Yeah. It's impossible. Where? What do, you, what, do you got a leg? You got a stump with a brain? Come on. Get, get the fuck out of here. A fur baby? You have a midget? They don't... <laughs> <laughs> you and your midgets. Jesus. Good God. Go back to Yuri. I'm done with you with the midgets. Good God. How are we going to start throwing midgets and shit? Yes, we are. Oh, good God. Uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid of society of these people, you have you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. All right. Hold on a second, because you know what? That's what I was waiting for, Tina. Tina, I'm not picking on you either. I, I appreciate you commenting. This is actually what I wanted to see. Boom. When you average numbers out, you get decimals. Now, where did it go? Where did my copy of the Constitution go? I don't know, but it... My thing becomes... It actually, it actually goes back to what Mark Jason Walker was talking about before in the um, the Red Pill chat. So... Fuck, I don't know where my copy of the Constitution... No, no, there's a reason. No, 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 no when you put I've it I've been waiting for that. Because, hold on, hold on. Stop, let, me, let me say stop, this. Stop, stop. Let me, let me explain this. You're absolutely right, Tina. And I, 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 I'm glad you asked this. I'm glad you said this, okay? Why are we averaging out numbers for voting? Okay, hear me out. Yeah. Everybody just hear me out. Okay, according to the Constitution, one vote is one person. There shouldn't be ever an average. There should just be, this is what the numbers are. This is what the tallies are. There should be whole numbers, not points of a number. If you look on voting night, you will always see decimal places, which drives me nuts because where are you getting these people from? Are you saying that about the handicapped? And if you are, now you're discriminating against handicapped people by saying they're only 0.9 tenths of a person. No, it, what it is, and this is what Mark Jason Walker was talking about, is that computers don't register the numbers two through nine. They don't exist, right? The only numbers are zero and one. So when you put these numbers, when you put the votes, one person, one vote into a computer, it one and one doesn't equal two, 
one and one equals zero one one. Well, this just um, strengthens my argument that we no longer use computers. use computers for voting. So again, if ever I run for president, I will say right off the bat that there will not be a computer chip ever used because binary code exactly. has the ghost code in it that automatically shows up. Notice how I'm tying all this together. That ghost code, I think they backdoored that ghost code as Mark Jason Walker said and KRE said. That's what you call it. It's a back door that ghost code backdoor ghost code that they use to hack the fucking system is how the voting got all fucked up therefore that being said it would be my first declaration as vice president or president of the united states whichever i decide to run for that no that is gone you do not get to use that anymore everything will be hand paper ballots you will sign you will give your John Hancock on the line, period. I don't think we should have secret votes anymore. I think it should be open. Yeah, I, honestly, like I, I want to be able to see that I, I gave someone my ID or I put in my fingerprint and I signed my name and I want to go back and look on a database and see that the person I voted for is the, the person that's registered on that database. What are you afraid of? You're afraid someone's going to come after you because you voted for somebody? They do that now. What's the difference? Are you afraid? Are you are you ashamed? I'm not ashamed. I'm happy to tell the entire world who I voted for. I don't give a shit. I have it hanging up all over my house. Exactly. So I'm kind of confused how anybody would be confused who I voted for. Yeah. It's all over my vehicle. 90% of the people put all of their bullshit on their vehicle. It's like we, I, we used to call it in the army that some dumbass went and put his ERB on the back of his truck. Because he's got every little licky and chewy that he ever earned while he was in service. And it's really funny because it's only like two stickers. If I covered up my back window, I wouldn't be able to see out of it. That's true. So I just giggle when I hear people who talk about it. It's like, all right, that's funny. But it, people do it anyway. It's our nature. It's in our nature to basically tell the truth. Let's go. Brandon, you're absolutely right. The president doesn't make election laws. State electors make election laws. That's why it's so important for people to join your local precinct committee because your precinct committee is the one that selects the electors that make the election laws. And let's go, Brandon, let's be honest here. If I outlaw Dominion and their voting machines in our country as the president of the United States, that pretty much narrows it down to how we're going to fucking do this. Yeah. Well, outlawed computers to compile the votes. I, I just don't think they should be. be no. We did it for 200 plus years, not even, 200 years even. We did it 200 years even. Everything was done on paper. Why the fuck can't we do that again? Why? I, I QE boy, you guys got to lay off of that last night. We literally were running our TV, the one TV that we could get operating off of a hotspot on a cell phone. Okay. Yeah. We couldn't even get the internet to connect. I didn't get to see. I got to see a football game and that was about it. There was no jumping around. We couldn't go see what Trump was saying. Uh, we couldn't even connect to the internet via our computer. I was trying to do some research for uh, baby Trump. I fucking couldn't even get to that. So I, our computer, our internet was fucked last night. Yeah, it was so bad. It was ridiculous. Not anymore. No, Not anymore no, though. Perfect. So now it is we're gonna be able fucking to get, crystal like, clear. I've only been able to see clips of the rally. So we'll go back and, and watch it. But anyway, um, Shane is, 
back. He's actually joining us from his phone now because his internet completely shit out. Um, uh, yeah, I got to bring him in. And he's re- rebooted his computer and it didn't work. So um, I don't think, there we go. Excellent. <laughs> better than nothing, I guess. Hey, actually, it's a thousand times actually, better than it was before. So we're good. The picture is good. The audio is good. We're good. But And I can actually hear you guys now. See? Look at that. <laughs> there Amazing. we go. Fantastic. All right. Good deal. So, yeah, it's nice and crisp now. Look at that. Perfect. All right. Now we can actually talk. Yeah, there you go. Now I can actually bounce back and forth and not have that weird little cut leg in the middle. <laughs> yes. You know, it's so sad that we were... I mean, we actually ran the show off of, of Verizon Mobile Hotspot, Hotspot for yeah. a while because Xfinity <laughs> sucks so bad. So, yeah, we we get where you're coming from. So, yeah, I know. I know. So we got into old Yuri, Yuri Bezmanov. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this clip uh, that we've been playing, but um, this is this guy like tells the future. I mean, you can like so lay out exactly what's going on by what this KGB defector t- told us in the 70s about what was going to happen to our country and about what had already been implanted in our country in the KGB. What are your thoughts on that? How, what do you feel about like defectors and the KGB, blah, blah, blah. Or the, the greater plan, how long this has been going on for? Uh, was that the guy specifically that was talking about how to manipulate a culture? You have to start with generations where yep. further on, they won't even be know that they're, know that they're lied to at that certain point. Exactly. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> that that I if it's the interview that I'm thinking of, it was pretty to the T. Now where people are so brainwashed that you could tell them the truth and they're not going to believe it. I mean, even going into like a little bit of woo woo shit, but even if somebody theoretically had like a perfect picture of Bigfoot, like people have been so brainwashed and not believe shit anymore that they they wouldn't believe it because I mean, even off that, you can't even believe what you can see anymore because there's so much video editing and shit. Like, I know the KGB has been all over that shit. And I know that they've been, I mean, it may may not even be just be them. It could be a bunch of different countries trying to pull this shit off. But, uh, like as far as like, um, like Russia goes, you go on like Facebook and shit. And there's so many troll farms from them trying to promote different propaganda, different shit. I remember hearing some poll that they were saying that like nine out of 10 people that were in like a bunch of these different like Christian groups on, uh, Facebook, um, were, actually Russian troll farms and they were trying to just pretty much like boost the message and propaganda through that shit. So like it's, it's prevalent. It's everywhere. Like I fully believe in that. This guy, he just really nailed it down because, um, you know, just the points he brought up in this interview were classic. This is the one I was talking about. And we were right at that spot too, where you were just talking about being Mm -hmm. brainwashed generations. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, Mm -hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Uh, uh, Simply because the psychological shock when when they will see in future what what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously, they will join the links of dissenters, mm-hmm. dissidents. Yeah. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda 
for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camps, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically, America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to this destabilize a nation. Uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy. Uh, the influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. So, so think about this. Okay. He, he really airs that one out very cleanly. He's like, I never thought in my, in all my, in all my life that I would see America talking about Marxism and Leninism in their country as fast as we sucked on to Marxism and Leninism as the liberals started pushing it, fascism, however you want to look at it. Uh, cause really Marxism, fascism, it's, damn near about the same thing. The only difference is one's for the greater good and one is between the government and the people. Um, well, the government and big tech pretty much really is what it boils down to, to today's really essential part of fascism. But this has all been, in his mind, uh, back then in the 70s, he's saying, look, this is all happening. You guys are already in the midst of it. We've already got you. You're fucked. It, it's just... It's just starting right now, but just wait for about 30 years. Here we are 30 years in the future from where this took place. And we're looking at all of that shit coming blindingly true. I don't know how many college kids I've seen on TV that have just fucking walked out and said, well, I openly support Marxism.
Why? Yeah. They don't know what it means. They've been sold, brainwashed, idealized to the concept of communism, which on its face sounds like utopia, but actual communism has not been practiced anywhere in the world for as long as anyone can remember. Not actually, I mean, except for maybe a couple of, you know, communes in California back in the sixties, that's, that was probably the only example of true communism, but we don't see true communism here. It's not, it's never about the greater good or everyone truly being equal and, you know, no one suffering because when we see communism in real life, examples of what they call communism, it's the elites have everything and the useless eaters are starving to death or killing each other. That's kind of where we're at now. I, I, I agree in the aspect of today. However, in the 50s, when communism first started, um, again, had the social construct worked, I, I think that would have been a tough one for even democracy to destroy because it, in its ideal, it would be that everybody is equal. However, the problem with communism is it does not uh, deal with human, you know, basically free will. And that's one thing I constantly hear from Gabriel all the time is about free will, mankind's free will and how it fucks everything up, how it changes everything because God gave mankind free will. And, and you know, people say there's that quote that uh, man plans and God laughs, but, but he got it wrong. It's actually God plans and man laughs. Yes. God can plan all day long and we can fuck it up all day long with our free will. And being that he comes from another, that's how we learned about the Vril, the, uh, I always forget their names, the other ones, the Vril and the, um, the Elohim, the Elohim battling. Um, yeah. that's how we came to this information was through him. He said that there are, uh, the Elohim were older. He's, he got really mad when we started talking about the Vril and the Elohim because we got it wrong. Right. Cause I was, I was going off of Paulo Biglino, who translated the original Old Testament from Hebrew, and it did not say what we thought it said. While his translation was correct, his interpretation was wrong. It wasn't actually wrong. It just was off a little bit. It was off a little bit. He had some of the details out of order that were the wrong direction. Lindsay, you're so right. Okay. Outdoor Gal said, it says male and female in the Bible. I must have missed rice where I could be a cat. <laughs> you're not a cat. Cats are aliens that control humans. That's why people think cat videos are funny. The cats tell them to laugh because cat videos are not funny. Um, that's so Hey man, they domesticated themselves too. That's also kind of fishy. Uh, cats are aliens. Cats have, you know, cats have two separate uteruses. They can actually give birth to, to um, two litters from two different fathers at any given time. They have this ability. If they ever have um, an infection, they automatically abscess it and get rid of it. Um, and uh, they can heal with their purrs. They they use a specific frequency to both heal themselves and heal other people. Cats are aliens put on this planet sometimes to help people. That's why cats will choose a specific person. They have a uh, like a specific, they have, they have their own specific purpose and it's usually for a, a person and that person can change if they, they heal one, they can move on to the next. Um, but that's why cats choose people rather than people choosing cats. Yes. Yeah, some cats are wee pricks, Sparky boy. If actually all cats are wee pricks, 
until you find your cat. When your cat finds you, that's a whole different story. And, and to be honest with you, most of the cats, like uh, if you look at, uh, that's why cats have been held in such reverence um, By throughout the history, the and, Egyptians, yeah. um, even the Mesopotamians uh, held cats in reverence. They said that cats were not of this world. So uh, there's some evidence to go back behind that, hey, cats might be fucking weirdos from another planet. They could be the reptile people. Shit, we could have had this all backwards, folks. Who the fuck knows? Well, I, You're the, saying that. My cat's staring at me. <laughs> see? Just saying. <laughs> She's peeking. <laughs> we had a cat. So um, my mother and I used to breed cats, actually, and our our last cat that we had, Tigger, we had him for 18 years. I bred him. Um, I had his mother, his mom and his dad, and, uh, he, they, they were Himalayans and he was the only, he was a copper tabby and all the rest were silver shaded. And I kept him. He was so cool. The very first time he opened his eyes, I was holding him in my hands and he was looking at me and like, that was it. He was my cat. Um, the only cat Mick ever liked, they used to go hunting together. Mick would go to the back door with his air rifle and he'd, you know, he'd, he'd engage it and, um, Start and, pumping it. yeah, he'd pump it and the cat would come running and be like, Oh, we're going hunting. And Mick would shoot the squirrel out of the tree and the cat would run and grab it and kill it and bring it back. Um, the cats were freaking hysterical. Um, and right before he died, he had, he ended up with kidney failure when he was like 17 and, but he lasted for a long time, a, a good year. We had him on special food and whatnot. And right before he died and we switched him over to the special food, all of a sudden, like he didn't really like it. And then one day, like it was all gone the next, like the next morning I, you know, fed him dinner and the next morning his plate was clean. I was like, sweet. Okay. I knew the dog was too old to get up there. Must've been the cat. His dry food was going. I was like, sweet. He's actually eating his food, but he wasn't gaining any weight. He was losing weight. And then one night Mick goes out in the kitchen in the middle of the night and he sees this gray streak with a long tail with a tan tip at the end. Um, just like dart out the dog door. And he's like, we got a rat, a rat's eating Tigger's food. So it was a cat. We started calling her rat cat because she wouldn't come here. <laughs> she was a stray. And uh, she just figured out there was food in there. So I was like, well, I'm not going to let her eat this super expensive food. So I started buying cheap food and I put it out on the porch for her to eat. And she'd come in at night and she'd eat it. And that was fine. And then one night I was sitting outside with my dog in an upset stomach and it's raining and she comes up to the, the door of the porch and she starts yelling at, just yelling at me. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, now you want to be friends? And she said, yeah. And she came and she sat in my lap and she purred and she basically, she moved in on her porch and she'd sit with the dog. The dog was dying too. Roger, he was amazing. Um, but he, he didn't outlive Tigger for very long, but it was like, she came to get us through that grief of, we lost three, I mean, we lost all three animals within a year. We lost two dogs and a cat within a year that have been with us for a very long time. And they were, you know, so amazingly special. They were just old and there's, you know, it's what happens. Um, but, uh, she, and when we moved to the new house, she moved with us and we kept her inside for a while because to get her acclimated to the new place so she wouldn't run off and try and go back to where we used to live. And now she won't get out of the house. <laughs> she goes out every once in a while, but now she's turned herself into an indoor cat. And she migrated from me to my son's. So, you know, she moved into our older son's room and he really needed her. And then 
then she's kind of moved into our younger son's room too. So, cause he needs her too. We don't, you know, she comes to me for, for pets and cuddles every once in a while, but I don't need her anymore. Like, like I did when I was going through that. So, you know, cats are, it's how cats are. Fucking anyway. aliens. Yes. Purring does have something to do with energy. So, um, when cats purr, they emit a specific frequency, uh, an energetic frequency that will actually alter your mood. Uh, it'll calm you down. It'll relieve your grief. Um, and they can actually heal themselves with that too. They can heal their own wounds, um, that accelerate healing on, on broken bones or things like that with their purrs. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's insane. I didn't even know about that. Like I knew that it had like uh, therapeutic reasons too, because they do like the cat purr therapy, but I didn't know they could actually like help heal themselves with the, with that frequency. Yep. And, and Sparky Boy, to add to that about how big of a prick he was, Tigger was such a prick. When I first came home and I was actually home for a good bit, bit of time, he looked at me like, the fuck is this dickhead? Like, what's he doing in my house? And then immediately right in front of me, he took a shit in each <laughs> this carpet and it had these little boxes in it. He took a shit in every box right down, right in front of me. Like, what you going to do about it? Yeah. Now you got to clean that up. Come on, motherfucker. Get up. <laughs> what you going to do? He kind of like, we, we challenged each other for a while and he was a dick. He was a straight up dick. Yeah. Like one foot. I, after like the final brain surgery, like I couldn't feel my foot and like, I had absolutely no feeling in my foot. Still doesn't. And, uh, or well, it's moved up my leg. It's now like about mid hip, but like I, I could not feel my foot at any part of it. So one morning we wake up and she woke up before I did. There was blood everywhere. It looked like it looked, somebody it was, like it was like the scene from The Godfather when yeah. he wakes up to the horse head in his bed, like blood everywhere. everywhere. Like someone got murdered in her bed. He looks at me. He's like, "What the fuck? Did you get your period?" I was like, "Ew, no! Are you crazy? That's coming I was like, from you. Where the fuck is all the blood coming from?" And sure enough, I pull the blankets back in my fucking foot looked like it had just been filleted yeah. by like the sharpest knives you've ever seen deep ass cuts all over my foot and i was like holy fuck like in the middle of my sleep i must have kicked him and he just went absolutely ape shit on my foot and just fuck i mean fucked it Tore up or that shit up and he couldn't feel it at all i was like holy fuck that's crazy <laughs> so she's sitting there like pouring buckets of fucking hydrogen peroxide <laughs> on my foot and i'm laughing my ass off because there it literally looked like somebody got murdered in i had bed. to throw the sheets out that's how bad it was damn at least you couldn't feel it though because those cat scratches man those things hurt especially because when they split like, you'll be feeling those things for a week every time you move and on your foot you're trying to oh. step on it like Look, yeah. you can feel that shit. It was all over the top, this side, the inside, like the inside side of my foot and underneath, and it wrapped around the bottom. And I was like, holy yeah. fuck. He was pissed. Yeah. He like, you fucking kick me in the head, motherfucker. Watch this shit. Nah, bear. <laughs> no foot for you. No, yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah, it was crazy. So uh are cats lives like dog lives each year is like 10 or something? Um, no. Cats generally, it depends on the cat. I've actually, I, I met a, I met a cat that was 22 and still active. Your mom had that cat 23. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, cats can live into their, to their twenties. It just depends on. I don't think it's. Depends on their purpose. I'd say. I mean, you know, of course some cats have harder lives than others, but, but see cats and that's the other thing, you know, cats cats, that's why I say cats are aliens and cats are very unique. And I think cats have their own, their own souls where dogs actually, Gabriel told me this the other day that 
Um, dogs are passages for souls. I said, what does that mean? Dogs are passages for souls. Um, dogs are in between lives for human souls. So, you know, before, before someone finds their, their next life that they, that they choose to live for whatever purpose it is, they can, they can become a dog for, you know, and dogs have shorter lives, but they come, they become a dog. That's their, the passage of their soul in between lives. I feel like that could either turn out really good or really bad because a lot of dogs have really hard lives. I feel like yeah. that'd be more of like a, I don't know, like, um, like a prison sentence more than anything. But it's short. True. You know? Yeah. I mean, some dogs only, especially big dogs. I, I mean, we've got a Irish wolfhound who's a freaking pony. Um, Already. I mean, yeah. And he's, he's only 11 months old. Not even. And he's 11 months. He's. He's still he's still eight months, eight and a half months old. He already weighs like 110, he's 115 pounds. 110 pounds. Like his head stands above this table right here, this desk, um, easily. Like he can put his whole head up on my counter. He he sticks his head in my sink, like my farm sink. I'm like, unless you're gonna do the dishes, get the hell out of my sink. He would do the he's dishes. Giant. I know he would. He'd lick them all clean. He's giant, but he's only expected to live maybe seven or eight years. Um, now, I mean, he's gonna have he is going to have an amazing life because that's how we are with our dogs. But a lot of big dogs like that, you know, the fighting dogs, the, you know, the, the ones that they use for the aggressive dog. Yeah. The aggressive dogs, they, they tend to, you know, live less than 10 years. So maybe, maybe it is a punishment and for some, some dogs, maybe it's a, maybe it's a gift. True. I was going to say, I wonder too, if that does happen, like, would they be aware of their past life or is it the same thing as like they come into being a dog and they only know being a dog? Well, you have to wonder though, because some dogs seem like you've, you've known them forever. I mean, have you ever had the dog like, man, I've, I, I've seen the same smirk out of my old dog. Like it gave you like the same look or just looked at you the same way. Like if you've That's ever had shoes. that you've ever had that thing where the dog exactly chews up the same thing. Like we had, uh, Roger. my working dog, he had this thing against tissues. He hated tissues. No, he loved tissues. He would steal a whole box of tissues and take them out of the box one at a time and rip them apart. Um, to the point where when he was dying, I just, I, cause he couldn't reach the tissues anymore. And I would always get mad at him for ripping up the tissues, but I gave him a whole box of tissues, like put it in his bed with him so he could rip them apart. Cause he loved to do that. And I, I looked at our youngest son and I was like, and he said, are, you know, is, is Roger going to come back to us? Are we ever going to see him again? And I said, I don't know. But if he does, we'll know it from the tissues because I'd never seen another dog do this. And then we got our Irish setter, Annie, and she does the same freaking thing. <laughs> tissues are the gone. Beginning. You can't keep them out. She, she, she will destroy every tissue you have in the house. And I was like, she's Roger. And then that makes, I would say that makes me wonder if it's like, like a dog soul like if it's a human soul whatever if like they enjoy the company of a certain group of people if they'll continue on through the dogs until that person's gone that's you know i've heard that we travel in soul groups through lives um and that it, you know the people that you that you connect with you know like people will say like i, I i've met you in a 
in a past life, yeah, maybe that's why Biden's <laughs> dog kept biting him. Putting that on the screen. Right. But, um, you know, people that, that you, sometimes you meet someone in this life and you're just like, I've known you, I've known you before. I've known you forever. Like you just, you have that instant connection and, and it's because you have known each other in past lives and that certain groups of souls connect in such a way, they bond in, in such a way that they travel through lives together. So yeah, it would make sense that some of them would, yeah, soul clusters um, would utilize the the passage of souls, dogs to to stay w- within their soul group. Absolutely. You know what's funny too is uh, back when I was in my like heavy LSD days and I used to get weird visions. I always had this continuous vision about being a Viking, and I always had these two dogs with me. And it's weird because those two dogs looked not exactly like my dogs, but kind of had like the same like expressions, I guess you could say as like my dogs that I currently have. So it made me wonder if it was just something that was just like a trip in my head, or if it was a connection that maybe I did have those same two souls of those dogs in a previous life. And, and I, I wonder, cause I've often thought that possibly angels, you know, I, I've always thought that angels were possibly transdimensional. Like they could, move time at will, that they can bend it the way they, they see fit. Um, we've had some confirmation of that sort of, not really. Um, we've poised the question. I don't think he's answered the question yet. Not that I'm aware of at least, but apparently he tells you all sorts of shit because now you're talking about him telling you about cats and shit and dogs and shit that I wasn't even aware (laughs) of. I wasn't even aware of this conversation. So that's a new one to me, but even still, this is like, it, it, the possibility of that being there. I mean, think about, I've always thought about just some of the dogs I've owned over the course of my life. And I see like, there's some dogs I look at them like you are definitely, you were definitely a dog. I knew like from a, you know, at some point in my life, we cross paths and you never forget that. Like it says something about the dog, the way the dog looks at you, stares at you, gives you the, Oh shit, look at me. woes me type eyes. And you, you think about it. And some of those dogs, you know, Like that dog that tried to jump out the car window at me that time. Yes. Yeah. Like there's just dogs out there that I guarantee they're in the wrong spot or maybe they thought they were going to one spot and they ended up, they're close, but they're not right there. Like if you ever had a dog that just won't leave you alone, like always has to be there, not like an attention seeking dog, but like a dog that just has to see you. Um, Those are the dogs that like, I want to say those are the souls that (laughs) past the point that they were supposed to be at. They're close. But they're not really just there. You know what I mean? They're like right there, but they're not close enough to say, hey, I'm right here with you. What's up, dude? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think about like lost dogs, how lost, like for instance, you know, you hear about all these dogs that find all these amazing families and like, oh, I found this dog in my backyard. Like he was hanging out. We had a, a wolfhound once that had come to the backyard. Yeah, she used to. And show, she was huge. She used to come to our house. Like just, she'd get out of her yard and she'd just come hang out at our house. And her name was Annabelle. Yeah. She was huge. And she was huge. Yeah. And she was like the size of a, of a fucking, you yeah. know, a pony. And she'd just come hang out. But, uh, but the dogs do that with us though. Um, well with me, they, dogs just show up really everywhere, wherever I am. Um, I love all the dogs. Yeah. So. The bees that sting you. That's all. Bees don't sting me. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Bees don't ever sting me. I've never been stung by a bee. I had a wasp bite me when I was painting the house. And I, I like, he didn't sting me though. Cause I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not getting close to you. 
And, you know, he landed on my hand and I was fine with that. I was like, see, I'm not going to hurt you. And that fucker bit me. I was like, what'd you do that for? He was saying me, you just bit me just to be a dick. But bees are, wasps are like that sometimes. They're just dicks. Bees are cool. I yeah. Bees. <laughs> so Shane, what, what got you into, um, the biblical aspect of what's been going on. What do you, what do you see in that? And we've had a, a little bit of a chat about this. You mentioned that you've seen a lot of biblical stuff happening. What's your background in that? What do you, what do you see coming out of that? Well, I mean, I started off like, I guess me myself where like, I used to go to church a lot as a kid. And then, uh, I kind of asked too many questions, like kind of pulled me away from that as I got older. So I always kind of had like a foot in that door, but just like, uh, I don't know, just like the different things popping up, like COVID, for example. Um, yeah, just like different like plague things starting to pop up. And then I always believe everything happens for a reason. And I've had a lot of people on my show that have made biblical connections to a lot of things. So I feel like it's a sign that uh, just all this biblical stuff's coming up. So I'm trying to pay more attention to it. Yeah, like the water springing out of, randomly springing out of the sub-Saharan desert and turning the desert green yeah which is from the quran actually <clears throat> and the torah they both talk about it the torah talks about it as well yeah i mean it's essentially the story of exodus as well but um but it's very very the quran says that um before the end of times the deserts will turn green or something to that effect well, the river, uh, the river will run is what the, the actual quote you're talking from the Quran, and you're talking about the river runs and they talk about a river that connected the Nile, the Mediterranean out, uh, the separate river that ran through the Sahara that made the Sahara desert green. And this river sprung basically out of nowhere and at God's will, because at the time the Egyptian people were starving to death. And the only way that they could possibly heal themselves supposedly was, or fix it was this river that all of a sudden sprung up and it came out of nowhere. And, uh, of course the Muslims recorded it as something different. Everything is recorded differently, but the fact that there was a separate river and they talk about it. And there, a matter of fact, they just started ex excavating two places along this other river, um, that were, well, what they thought was a river. Uh, they have always kind of thought this one avenue through the Sahara was a river. They had this really badass thing where they're starting to find another burial ground from a, a separate King's burial ground. They're saying it, it's uh, I just saw it the other night. It was on discovery. Uh, Josh Gates. I don't know if you guys watch that shit, but dude, it, it that's some crazy shit because it adds so much to what's going on right now. It's like, it, it it's hysterical in some of the aspects, but they were researching this thing. And supposedly where this thing is flooding in the Sahara is along this old river that existed in the Sahara Really, that took you directly to the Nile and brought you right back up to the med. And you met up to the med just uh, somewhere in between. I want to say it was uh fuck. What the hell is the name? Uh, where uh, 13, 13 hours. The, the uh, Benghazi, Benghazi, somewhere in between Benghazi, and it came down in an angle and kind of shot through the Sahara at an angle to the Nile. And uh, they just found this burial ground that they're just starting to excavate right now. That supposedly this is another king's type burial ground because of the way that they were carved into the mountain and all this other shit. And like, I, I he was just there like a couple episodes ago, it was pretty crazy. Um, it was pretty. Pretty badass. 
I, I loved it. I was like, holy shit. And I love watching shit like that though, because that just proves that I, I don't know if I'm looking for proof as much as I'm looking for um, validation. Yeah. I'd say validation is something I already believed. It's like, wow, look at all this shit coming true now. Isn't it weird? It's all picking this year to come true that, you know, all of a sudden now we get to see this shit. But it's kind of weird too. Cause it's like, you're only picking up on that because you're aware of it. And like, that's what's happening. Other people are seeing it, but they're not aware of making that connection. So they're just kind of throwing it off and not really thinking too much into it, you know, but it's yeah. like the signs are right in front of your face. And it's like, how much, how more blind can we be? I guess as a, civilization i mean that there is i i don't know if there's a god per se but there is a there is a body that is more to us that takes care does everything whether it's an alien whether it's a god whether we consider him god and it just turns out that he's a a dude from another planet that's just really powerful and he just happened to be the retard that got kicked off that planet Mm -hmm. that came here to make this planet i don't know but there's something there's something above us whether it's god or not whether i believe it's my god your god or the other god it's immaterial it is something more powerful than us and it exists now whether we were a test tube uh a I mean, they've always considered us a great science experiment. Mankind is the great science experiment. So why not? I, I I don't see why we should not just discount that just based on our secular belief in our religion. I, I don't see why it couldn't be both or a mixture of the two. Who knows? And it, we're just, I guess, eventually we will find out one day. I mean, I kind of have a story on that. I, it's a long story, but I'll try to make it as short as possible. Go for so, it. you know the astro traveling stuff that I told you guys that I did as a kid that I didn't yep. really realize I was doing. Yep, we we actually we're just talking about astral projection with our kids the other day. Oh, well, perfect. So, Crazy so do we have with our children? It's synchronous. It's synchronistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so when I used to do that, I would always get sleep paralysis after, and I never really went anywhere far. I would just kind of be around myself. I'd see myself sleeping and stuff. So this one time when I was a teenager. I went to this place and the best way to describe it is you're in the middle of space and it looks like a purple nebula and you're not really standing or floating in it. You're just kind of existing in it. So I just thought it was a dream at first. So, but then when I woke up, I got sleep paralysis. So fast forward to more recently, um, there's a happy ending to the story, but it sounds sad at first. But uh, so my girlfriend and I were trying to have another kid and we ended up figuring out that at eight weeks, it didn't have a heartbeat. So um, she had to get a DNC and all that kind of stuff. But um, so after that, I ended up having this dream where I went back to that same place or, or it was an astral projection. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I went back to that same place that I saw as a teenager, except there was a little boy that looked like me. And he pretty much said that wasn't a good one. I'll see you on the next one. And uh, lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, I figure out that she's pregnant again. And then a couple months after that, when you figure out the gender, figure out it's a boy. So that boy in that astral projection dream, whatever you want to call it was probably about, I've been saying like six, seven area. So I'm waiting to see when my son's that age to see if it's the exact same face or not. But theoretically, if it is that place that I saw could either be like a birthplace of consciousness or maybe some type of like a, like funnel that things pass through before they come back into a new vessel. Um, so we had Lindsay Sharman on a couple weeks back, uh, about six weeks ago, maybe. Are you familiar with her from Rogueways? Uh, I'm not. She's a, you should check her out. She's a, a, a spiritual healer, guide, medium. I'll, I'll, 
She's amazing. She described the exact same place. Really? Yep. The exact same. And Mick has seen it as well. Mick described the exact same place as well. Holy shit. You're, you guys are the first people that I've actually said that to that have actually said that they've seen the same place. I haven't seen it. Mick's seen it. Um, Explain to me place. The source. Remember, oh, remember oh, when oh, Lindsay oh, was yeah, talking yeah, about the almost and it almost looks like a like you call it a nebula, but almost like an almost like an infinity symbol Emblem. with a a source in the middle. Um, that that look like an source eight, in the middle. It looked like a sideways eight with a big ball in the middle. Yeah, it's like it was like a like I've been describing it as like a nebula where you can see like space beyond it, and yeah. then that was like a purpley color, but it was like like a continuous thing. And then in, in the middle of it, like I said, you weren't really like standing or floating. You're just kind of like existing within the middle of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it. That's crazy. Like, cause I've been trying to even find like pictures of it just so I can like show somebody what it looks like. And I haven't even been able to find anything relatively close. Well, I, what I, what we ended up doing with her, if I remember correctly, I just ended up drawing what I saw and she ended up, we did it like at the same time and she ended up drawing what she saw. And this is about not necessarily in the same colors or representation thereof, but that's about roughly this. We both had essentially the same drawing. See, my question is now like from <laughs> my perspective, even, what I, even circles. I mean, there were even circles. Obviously I can't draw that that fast with even circles, but they were even circles with a center part where you were at was like right in the middle. And it was a bright white light and with a purple hue all the way around the, the essentially the infinity symbol. Yeah, so that must have meant that in that dream, I was in that center of that. Yep. Yep. Because, like, from my perspective, it was like I couldn't see all of it. I just knew that there was, like, I was inside of something with, like, a purple hue to it, and I could see, like, space on the outside of it. And my understanding that that center part that you were in, that that source is what they refer to as the guff, the the depository of souls or the repository of souls. Um they say that when the guff is empty, that's that's when it needs to be refilled with souls. Refilled, yeah, with new souls. Um, so, do you think there was more there than just me and my son at the time? Yes, but you were. But I can only perceive us too. Yeah, because you're only meant to perceive him. <laughs> and it was weird that he was like I said, like six, seven, somewhere in that area too. How old is he now? Uh, he's about. To be one year in December. Wow. Fun. That's uh remember it's terrible threes, not terrible twos. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember. It's anything past that. I got a seven year old daughter, man, and it's been it's fun, of course, but like girls it doesn't stop it too. Yeah, no, girls <laughs> girls are different, but boys, three year old boys especially, I three year old boys, I think, I firmly believe are possessed by demons and it makes them bipolar. Um, like they, they tell you, they warn you about the terrible twos. Cause you know, you get through two and you're like, Oh, that was no problem. And then three hits and you're like, Oh fuck. Right. They put you right to the edge where you want to strangle them. And then they look at you and they're like, Oh mommy, I love you so much. You're so pretty. And that's the only reason that they're still alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been through that twice and, uh, yeah, fun, fun times. So Tara said four is the worst in our house, but Tara's kids are precocious. So, you know, what are you going to do? They're your children, Tara. That's, that's, that might not ever stop. Just saying. <laughs> kind, of, kind of your fault. 
<laughs> yes, but you know that we. This is cliche, but the children really are the future. We we met a kid in um, in Dallas who at the Reckoning Fest who is really the most amazing awake child, and hopefully we're getting him on the show soon because that's what it's about, right? And Yuri Besmanov talks about they they brainwashed your children. They they start them young. They indoctrinate them from the time they're in you know preschool, kindergarten, all the way up through college. It's not like and I've hear, heard the stories of like, oh, my my sweet teenager went away to college and came back this crazy monster. But they weren't your sweet teenager. Like that was how you perceived them because they put on a show when they were in your house that whole time. And once they got to college, then they didn't have to put on a show anymore because that whatever society, cultural morass got to them well before they ever went to college right? It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that happens in a semester. This is something that takes a very long time. Um, especially if you actually pay attention to your children, if you pay attention to your kids, if you talk to them every day, even if you have conversations with them about things like astral projection, um, or, you know, angels as well as politics and the economy and, and whatever, if you keep your children informed with facts, with truth, then that indoctrination is a lot harder to lay on top of them, right? Because like Yuri said, the that brainwashing, that decimation of society, they can't handle the truth. They just can't comprehend facts. They just can't wrap their brains around them. So if you if you keep your children informed from the time they're young and they understand how to separate fact from fiction, um, then you're combating brainwashing right off the bat. True. I was, I've been saying too, that this whole like spiritual war is going to be a generational thing. It's not going to like completely flip and change within one generation. It's going to be something that you have to pass on to your next generation. They have to pass on to the next generation. And then hopefully we'll get to a point where all of the open-minded, uh, deep thinkers, take over the vast majority of people um, versus like the people that are just okay with just being told what to do all the time. But again, it's, it's a generational thing because we're at a point now where it seems like at least like 80% of people just like to be told what to do and don't really like to think for themselves. And we're at that 20%. But if you keep building up through generation and generation, hopefully we can get it to 50, then 60, then 70%. And then we'll have just everybody where they're deep, intricate thinkers and then we can progress honestly as an entire race of people because i mean you go into like the alien concepts and shit like that where people talk about how they may be like us from the future like we'll never get to a point like that where we're able to communicate like through our thoughts and stuff if we all don't start developing uh these abilities by knowing they exist in the first place instead of again just being told what to do and push down topics to not talk about in society you know yeah and you know that's I read a great Substack today. Um, <clears throat> that but, is the, okay. Hold on, real quick before you finish, CLB. That is the question, man. So wait for them to die out. What are we to do until then? But the problem is the woke agenda of people, like for example, the trans people. Um, you talk about how, like, in a couple generations, they may not theoretically be around, but they're starting to develop ways to one get to other people's kids and push them into that, and two. Uh, to develop ways so that people can have a child without even having a womb involved. 
So it's like you can't really wait for that to die out because they're just going to find ways to to live because at the yeah. end of the day, you know, life survives. It finds a way to live. So many people have woken up in the last two years and, and not just to the the economy and Biden and COVID and all of that, but they've they've woken up to this this change in culture, you know, people our age have been like, what the fuck happened? Like all of a sudden my kids are, you know, they want to be gay or trans and, and you can't say this or that. And like, and everyone's getting canceled for things that they did or said 20 years ago. Like they're tearing down statues of our, our founders, our forefathers, because they were slave owners, even though it was socially acceptable at the time, it's not now. So now we have to cancel them. Like, wow, how did this happen? what they don't understand is that it didn't happen overnight. They didn't just, they may have just woken up to it, but it has been encroaching on our society for 30 years, for generations already. And, and it, it actually, I think it goes all the way back to world war two, if not before then. Um, but I, I read the Substack. this guy found this book on, um, PC culture written in the nineties. And he was really interested to see, um, how it relates to now. And he was, it's, except for a couple of things, it's completely relevant to our time, you know, political correctness. And we all kind of, you know, laughed at it. We're like, oh, that's bullshit. When we were, you know, in the nineties, when we were 20 year olds, 20 somethings or whatever. Um, but now it's become our reality because we didn't do anything to stop it. Then we didn't stand up and say, yeah, no, you know, we watched movies like PCU and we laughed at them, but we didn't actually think it was going to intrude on our lives. And now here we are. This whole brainwashing indoctrination of our children, it's not its not just happened overnight. Like, it's not just like everyone went out for COVID and came back and said, oh, we're going to turn your kids trans. You know, we're going to groom your kids to, to whatever. This has been something that's been encroaching on our society for generations. It's just now we're waking up to it. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of hidden stuff through things throughout the years, too. Like, even going back to the 90s, um, like, kid stuff, you'd go to the Powerpuff Girls, for example, and there was a trans demon in that. And everybody just overlooked it in the past and didn't really think much about it, but it's like it was hidden in plain sight. So I'm sure that things like that have normalized those types of concepts going into the future. And it also kind of weirds me out that in that they put the trans and the demon within the same character. Well, well, let's not forget about Teletubbies. Whoa, whoa. Asexual, non-reproducing organisms that supposedly <laughs> existed on a far off planet that somehow happened to find Earth. Teletubbies are creepy as fuck. They were the yeah. fuckers that started. Uh, you want to talk about programming? That's programming right there. That is everything in the liberal picture in one little ball. When I first saw Teletubbies and she was like, oh, the kids love. No, no, they don't. Turn that shit off. I never want to see that shit on in my house again. That's a no. We didn't watch that. We didn't watch SpongeBob because that was like guaranteed you'd be 10 points dumber on your next IQ test the next time you took it if you Dude, watched an episode of SpongeBob. That was over sexualized too. Think about how many like gay jokes there were between like Pat Patrick and SpongeBob through that whole show. There's all that like awkward scenes where they're wearing like tights and stuff like that and they got like flags in their ass, just like weird shit <laughs> weird gay shit like look at some of the early pixar shit look at like the incredibles look at that shit when they were in certain situations holy shit it's like wait a minute what do you you know there were some awkwardly funny movies or funny stuff in like some of the old disney movies but 
it wasn't like so bad that it was like wide open, but you watch these new Disney movies today. Holy shit. Well, now there's an, uh, what is it? A, some new TV show for kids, some new cartoon FX. It's on FX where, the one where the devil it's like this, uh, this demon one of Satan knocked up a, a kid's mom or some, I, I, some crazy shit. Are you fucking kidding me? They're trying to blur the lines. They've been doing that forever. Like, look yep. at shows from when we were kids versus now. And it's like, you can't even clearly make out like a good guy or a bad guy in anything anymore. They try to like make you feel bad for the bad guy so that you understand his side. And then you're not really like, yes, the good guy. Like they try to blur those lines so that people can't really tell good or bad anymore. Yeah. Like five nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fucking Enchanto. That's a prime example, too. You watch that whole damn movie, and I have a daughter, so of course I watch these Disney movies. It's like, you can't really have like an honest opinion on who's the bad guy in that. And then pushing forward into that, like they have the one chick that's clearly intended to be very like manly built. So it's normalizing that whole concept all within that movie, too. And 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 yet they, they think we're dumb. They, they still play the game where they think we're dumb. They're not dumb, but they think we are. They think we're not going to pick up on this shit. We're not going to see it. I'm sorry. I can't watch Disney anymore and not say that there is a sexual agenda behind everything that they sell. Look at fucking even, even the stupid shit. Look at the Star Wars movies. Look at the Star Wars shit that they're doing now with the, the Bubba Fett shit and all that. All of that crap is got their sexual innuendos throughout the whole thing. And you know young kids are watching this shit. They know that. They have to know that. And I can't believe in any way, shape, or form that we are missing that sexualization. But it's not that we're missing it. It's not that we're at fault. What's at fault is that they have normalized it for us. So we think it's funny. We think it's okay that kids see this shit. Go back to Pinocchio, where they say uh, bad little boys go, go go to the island. You know, Pleasure and they, Island. Yeah, they go to Pleasure Island. And they don't yeah. come back boys anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean shit, the dude's name is Geppetto. Yeah, Geppetto. Geppetto is his name. Exactly. That's the, the best part of it. I just, wow. <laughs> I, oh, I, and in the new movie that they're making with live action, fucking Tom Hanks plays Geppetto. Like, come on now. Did you see? Uh, I just saw. It doesn't get better than that. I just saw last <laughs> night. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie yet, but uh, last night I had on. I. I'm pissed because she came home halfway through it. And I knew I shouldn't have started it when she came home halfway through it, but I saw the new Elvis and I got to tell you, Holy shit. That I think is really Tom Hanks. Look, Elvis's manager, the German guy that was Elvis's manager. Holy fucking shit. That was scary. Now I know why Elvis, you know, I'm a big Elvis fan. Well, you all probably don't know that, but I'm a huge Elvis fan. I love Elvis's music. I love a lot of that shit from the fifties. Amazing rock and roll back then. But that fucking movie that did it. I was like, holy shit. Now I know why Elvis died. I know Elvis killed. Yeah, he probably did kill himself. I'd kill myself if I had that thing hanging around me, lurking off of every minute and every life and every move that <coughs> and he essentially goes into basically. Uh, he talks about how Elvis's manager basically killed his mom. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You, you gave her these drugs. She took these pills and she died from the pills that you gave her. You killed his mom. 
No, no, I didn't have anything to do with that. I just helped her out. See, I, I think, you know, we're talking about soul clusters and, and soul clusters in a good way, souls that travel together through lives. But I think there's some malignancy possible there as well, right? Um, that grudges can continue over from life to life. Like sometimes you just meet someone and you're just like, I fucking hate that person. I don't know why I've never spoken to them before. Like there's just, there's something wrong with them. And yet they, they seem to pop up in your life all the time and cause trouble and, and whatever it is. It doesn't happen to everybody, but you know, I, I wonder if that's, that's kind of the same thing. Like some, some souls are just so anthemate to each other. Like your, your nemesis. Yes, the nemesis are drawn to each other just as much as the people that are honestly connected through like deep connection. Exactly. So kind of like what they tried to depict in Matrix Revolutions, that their hate for each other was so strong. Agent Smith and Neo's hate for each other was so strong that it, it, it went past time. It did time. It did everything. It went past all of those breaks, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like you still have like a it's it's a different side of the spectrum because it's kind of like yin and yang where it's like I guess hate and love would be the polar opposites of each other but they would be just as strong as each other because of that because of the connection yeah they yep. say there's there's a fine line between love and hate it's true very fine line it is very fine yeah some days I love to hate you I know me too makes you wonder if those people you just naturally hate or somebody that may have killed you in a past life or something <laughs> yeah. That means I got a lot of people looking for me out there. That's a scary thought. In in your next life, if you make it that far. There's going to be a lot of them without nuts too, which is going to be really bad because they're going to be missing all of their lower jaw. No, they're going to be women. That that makes it even worse. That makes Yeah, that means they're, they'll they're, try to kill me. In absolutely. In the, the craziest ways. <clears throat> Fucked in the next life. I really am. Yeah. I thought it was bad now. <laughs> Fucking... I'm a soul slut, so I thought that was bad, but fuck. No kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, once again, Shane, because I, I know the internet was bad at the very beginning, um, on your end, not ours. Sorry, I got to push that out there. I'm so excited about our fiber. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I figured out that it's my end, though, because I felt bad the other day that I was like, damn it, guys. Well, we couldn't even talk it, it the other was, day. It, it was, was our, our end. It was our end, too. Because, because our internet kept restarting the modem. so bad. Like, literally, our, our the app would say everything was fine. I'm like, my modem is fucking red right now. It's literally red. That's it's not fine. Um, but it's okay, because it's all good now. But uh, where can people find you? Um, you know, where... Uh, yeah. Where, so... Where I guess I'll do my, my full spiel again. Go um, for it. Let's see, I do multiple shows. So if you're trying to find my main show, Inquiries of Our Reality slash Big Dumb Inquiries, which is like a swap cast show I do with Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast. Yeah. Um, you our can find us. We have him on in here pretty regularly. Yeah, Kyle's the homie. That's actually how we ended up meeting each other, weirdly enough. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if anybody wants to check that stuff out, um, the feeds, uh, the social media, all that shit, I put it under link trees just to make it quick and easy for everybody. So if you want to come find that stuff, it's a uh, L I N K T R period E E slash inquiries of our reality podcast. Um, my other show I'm starting up, which is going to be um, basically just a bunch of like bizarre encounters with cryptids, paranormal ghosts, uh, UFOs, all that kind of shit. Uh, that's going to be done with ghosts from my third eye. Um, Link tree for that one, L I N K T R period E E slash um, <clears throat> bizarre encounters. 
And if you're trying to find my little community that I do, um, which is just a connection community, I guess, for different like podcasters, creators. Uh, there's also a listener side of things where you kind of like feature people. So if people want to find new podcasts to check out or anything like that, they can come check that out. Um, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media. Sweet. Minds Media. There you go. Open Minds Media. Yeah, we're going to have to check that out most definitely and get involved in that. Um, and actually, we are uh, – I don't know if you heard this in the beginning, but um, James from We The People Radio and Mick talked to our friend Justin's dad. Um, and uh, we also stream right now on Cannabis and Combat's Twitch and Roku Roku and DLive, um, not in Foxhole because they bitched about it, but whatever. Uh, but he has, because we were so close with Justin that we already had, we had already shared stream keys. Uh, so when he died, we just kept, we, you know, we want to keep his memory alive. So we keep his channels going and James does the same thing. Um, but Justin's dad has given James and us, uh, cannabis and combat, the brand. So we are starting a new cannabis and combat channel. Um, we'll keep the Roku going. We're going to start a, a new rumble channel as well, but our goal is to get shows on there. 24 hours a day so that someone can always go watch cannabis and combat. So be it new news shows or, you know, cool alien shows or whatever, just something to, to open people's minds, alternative media as it were. So, um, we're going to be getting that going here soon. So something to keep in mind, we'll probably be hitting you up for, uh, you know, see if you can get some people in there. And if you've got open minds going, we can maybe incorporate some of that. So that'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd love to do that. Sweet. Cool. Uh, yes, you'll still have access to the old Rumble Truth Fighter. We do not broadcast to, um, to, the, his, old to, Rumble, to the old Rumble. You have because, to go in and set up an, a show every time. Yeah, exactly. Um, otherwise, it, it'll just overwrite it. So we didn't, we didn't do that. Um, so we're going to start a new Rumble. It's probably Rumble Odyssey. Um, what's the other one? Uh, well, it'll be C and C. It'd definitely be yeah. But I mean, we'll we'll have channels on on those platforms. So yeah. um, that'll be labeled. That'll be branded as cannabis in combat. So so we'll be streaming to multiple places. So anyway, so that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, well, we appreciate you coming on, sir. Yeah. Uh, even with your fucked up internet problems, hey, everybody has them. Yeah. Um, and we tried to keep it going. Ours were so bad for three weeks. I'm so happy. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hopefully next time I can figure out what the hell is going off my laptop and I'll have my better microphone, all that kind of shit. But you guys said it's coming better out of my phone right now. So yeah, it is. Yeah. We're good. Your, your stream's perfect right now. Awesome. All right. So, uh, check him out again. at uh, inquiries of our reality. And he also does, uh, the, uh, inquiries of the big dumb reality as well. So, yeah. Big, um, big dumb inquiries or big dumb inquiries. Sorry. Yep. Um, and that's that's fairly new too because you and Kyle just started that not too long ago. Yeah, it's on uh, episode seventeen or eighteen now. Yes. Started a couple months ago because I just started up uh, my show and podcasting in March, so I'm going right. on you know just over six months now. So excellent. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Fantastic. We're, we're two years deep. Yeah. More and more people waking up every day, but yeah. true spiracy is obviously twenty. It's actually twenty eight weeks old. So. Yeah, well, yeah. when we actually started doing, doing it a separate show. Yeah. yeah. 
So instead of trying to incorporate everything into one, we were like blowing our yeah, minds out. The news to is to too that. much. So we do the news during the week and we have fun with Juice on the weekends. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. And I'm so glad we got it worked out that we could actually chat. Yes. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah, for me too. Out. Thanks guys. Yeah. We'll see you soon. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later, man. Later. Bye. All right, fuckers. All right. So either way, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. Oh, we forgot to do something last night. Take care of a little bit of housekeeping right now. Yeah. Because I forgot to, we forgot to do this last night. What is our new? 2010 pop. Doesn't it feel like we just did that? No. No, I guess we did 2020, didn't we? Something like that. So now I got to pull up 2010 pop songs. 2010 pop songs. I don't know why you did all these genres that you didn't actually want to play music for. I know. Seriously. Well, I, I'm trying to make our selection a little broader. Okay. I'll figure it out. I, I got gotcha. you. All right. I always do. Uh, does fiber go all the way to the house? Yes. Yes, it, yes does. it does. Directly from the street to the house. I have a dedicated fiber line goes direct to that. In fact, he was like, he's like, I don't want to draw a hole in the front of your house. I was like, like do no, it. no, do it. We don't give a fuck. I don't Put give the box a fuck. right Put there the in the front, right, right next right to the front there. door. I, don't care. We want to come straight into the studio. So it's literally like it's there's the a, most direct line that I can have from the outside connection to the inside. And it's yep. less than five feet and it's a direct <laughs> shot. And I have a five foot freaking land cable connected to the modem. And and uh, like if this modem were more blue than purple, it would be an okay signal, but this thing is almost all purple and it's just humming. And that means like it's, it's you're good. getting the best okay. signal that you possibly can get. Yeah. And it does look really clear and sharp and I'm, I am loving it. I am loving it. I up all my outage on my, uh, my frames per second that I can, I have a badass, you know, one thing again, Justin fucking squared us away. He told me what camera to get. I got the camera. I never had the internet to back the camera up. Now I have the internet and the camera and uh, holy shit. That's pretty it's amazing. Out. It really is. It I'm is so fucking excited. amazing. Um, Tracy, I'm not sure that we're going to, I don't think we're going to make Megapalooza. I'm, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, uh, Mick's going to be out of town for 10 days before then to in Vegas, helping get Justin's Memorial set up. And then I'm flying out to Vegas literally the weekend or like two weeks before that for a couple days. Um, I, I'm, that'd be a little, that'd be a stretch for that'd us. That'd be a, a real stretch for us, both financially and just physically, you know, kids and animals and all that. So, um, I, I know you understand Justin's Memorial takes precedence for us. So, but we will certainly be more than ha happy to promote it. Um, you know, call us while you're down there or, you know, we'll, we'll send you a stream yard link. Come on. And, uh, you yeah, know, oh, definitely. Can say hi, do an interview. We'll do, a, we'll do a show from there. Yeah. That, that would be awesome. So, Fuck yeah. uh, we, we won't, we won't make it down there physically, but we will be more than happy to be there virtually, uh, and certainly spiritually. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 PM Eastern standard time. I know we don't have anybody coming on Monday, but do we have any Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday interviews mm, next week? Not yet. I'm Not pretty yet. sure we don't yet yeah. either because I don't remember seeing any uh -uh. on my calendar. So yeah. either way, we will be back tomorrow night with the news, yeah. uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like, share, subscribe as always. Oh, last but not least, um, the new movie coming out, My Son Hunter. All right. We were we were discussing this. So it comes out September 7th. We've I've already pre-ordered it. I've purchased it. However, I, I really I don't want to short right part out of their movie. This is an actual movie production. Like I don't want to short them out of their money. There's, you know, legitimate actors in there. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to do a, a live watch party 
I think that Saturday, so outside of regular Truespiracy. Yep. Um, so that would be next Saturday. We'll do a live watch party for it. And uh, so that'd be the 10th. Um, and there will, there will not be a replay available. It'll be on Twitch and Rumble only um, and with no, no replays. So we'll announce the time that we do it. Um, maybe we'll do it like Saturday night. Or something. Yeah, we'll do it like 7 p.m. Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, something like that. 7 p.m. Saturday night. And uh, and we'll just we'll have a watch party for it. Uh, I, I don't even think we're going to put it on on Red Pill on Foxhole because I know Leanna was saying that one of the two Foxhole rules is that you can't play movies. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I don't want to screw up Josh's channel for him by breaking that rule. That's, again, not our channel. So not going to do that. So we'll do it on our Rumble and our Twitch only. Um, it'll be a, a live live stream of the movie. And, uh, and with no replays after that, actually we'll do, um, uh, we're going to do it earlier than set. What time Josh goes live on Saturdays at what time? No, he goes on Fridays. Does he do Saturdays? I thought they did a Saturday show. I thought there was a Saturday show. Are they not doing that because Vince's computer shit? Is- yeah. Hopefully Vince's internet's going to be back up this week. But, um, when did we, what time did we used to do Truspiracy on Saturday? We would do it early for them, but. Well, it doesn't matter because we're not going to broadcast it on Red Pill anyway. Yeah. So, well, I was just making sure that just in case people inter- wanted interfere. to go watch yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh's bit that we, we don't interfere with that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll find out if know. he's doing anything on Saturday. But uh, right now, tentatively speaking, we'll do it 7 p.m. Saturday. Yep. And uh, then we'll we'll watch it with no replays. So yep. you're either there and watching or you're not. Um, unfortunately, it's just uh, we don't want to get in any copyright issue trouble shit thingy whatever honestly i don't even care about the copyright so much as i don't i don't want it i I like breitbart i really like what they're doing and trying to um change culture back to how you know how how it used to be how we like how we want it to be um and i don't want to take that away from them yeah so it's kind of like stealing from your own kind exactly exactly it's kind of like really fucked fucked up up. gives you a fucked up yeah feeling we'll figure it out either way uh for tomorrow night uh just back to the news like normal and uh we'll see you then with good internet yes no buffering no buffering no no bullshit you can see what's going on now time yeah none of that i I mean it's amazing i click a button and i'm there it that's how fast this shit is it's a hundred megabytes up 100 megabytes down yeah which is fucking amazing said it's it's usually 8 30 but he's still down um oh and that reminds me i'm sorry one more thing one more thing Someone in the pill chat said something about um, that you just gone through your first round of chemo. Who who is going through chemo right now? Yeah, no shit. Um, because, all right. Well, let me go back up. I'm gonna look. It's it was a while ago. Um, I can go back. I can pause. I got the chat and go look. Uh, okay. Please reach out to me. Please email us at mcvelin at gmail dot com. I talk about this all the time. The uh, B seventeen, the cure for cancer. Um, I've spoken to so many people now who have taken this and their cancer is just gone. It's not even a remission. It's just gone. Like there's no possibility of it coming back. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I know, you know, chemo is its thing. It's, it's poison. It's, it's a race to see what dies first, your cancer cells, your body. Um, so, uh, it's actually, I, we eat 10 a day of the apricot seeds. Yeah. 
Um, start by consuming three seeds in an hour. Do not consume more than three seeds in an hour or more than 10 a day to start uh, because it, it will mess up your system a little bit. But I usually actually doesn't bother me. I have a freaking rock hard stomach. So um, I take like five in the morning and five in the afternoon. Um, but it's uh, the RNC, rncstore.com. Or the phone number is 800-876-2858. And you can learn more about the story of Dr. John A. Richardson at www.drjohnarichardson.com. And this, this, can, this can really help you. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to see anyone suffer because the government is has been suppressing the actual cures for things for so long. That's, it's just ridiculous. So please, um, go, go to this, go to rncstore.com, um, or call 800-876-2858 or email us at mcvlin at gmail.com. And I will send you the information. Um, but they're bitter raw apricot seeds. They, they, they are bitter. You got to suck on them for a little bit to kind of get that bitterness out. Um, but now I've gotten used to it. I, I chew on them pretty much all day. Hey, was, was that you Vader? So anyway, so please, and I'm, I'm not getting any, you know, we're not a vendor of this. We're not, they're not sponsored by we, us. We don't I'm make any money off of this. I am so excited about this because I've been, it was Raja D. I think it was Raja D. That's why it, it kicked in my head when he commented on the bottom. Um, so yeah, please. Bitter, a, bitter raw yeah. apricot seeds. It also comes in a, already ground up in a meal. You can put in your food. Um, just please go look this up. Yeah, or or just get in touch with us. We'll we'll get you hooked up with it. So that way, I, I I do I I don't know if I it's true, but I can tell you this much: it doesn't hurt. Won't hurt eating some seeds. I don't think. No. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to see who it was because yeah, I'm, it was way up there. Holy crap! There's a lot. You guys are killing it over here on pill today. Damn. Yeah, you can scroll back down. Answered. It was Raja D. Oh, it was. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My all bad. Right. My bad. It's all good. My bad. Shit. All right. Somebody comment on Pilt so it snaps me back down to the beginning. <laughs> Holy crap. There it is. Boom. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Raja D. Yeah. That's what you need to do, bud. Uh, just get in touch with us. We'll get you hooked up with it. We yeah. get you. Um, um, we'll definitely get that to you. And it's it's not that stuff's. If that works, hey, shit. Why not? Why not try anything right now? Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, good luck. Prayers out to you, bud. Um, either way, uh, for the Mick and Lynn, we will talk to you guys later. Have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow for Labor Day. Yeah, Labor Day special. I got to work tomorrow. What the fuck's the deal with you that? You have to work huh? tomorrow? Yeah, I got to work tomorrow. What the fuck? I need yeah. you to sell my garden. Yeah, we got to work. Sorry. You got your oldest son home. He can tell it. Damn, skippy. There you go. Talk All to right. you guys later. Good Bye night, folks.
chasing rabbits And you know you're going to fall Tell them our hookah Smoking caterpillar Has given you the call Call Alice When she was just small Lindell and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. 